The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geek Show Podcast, welcome to it. Brand new episode for you. It is the 21st of August, 2017. And we have for you Flabby Normal. Yes, that's the name of this episode, Flabby Normal. Uh, <laughs> it's a good episode. we got a lot of stuff happening on this. Uh, Jimmy's going to review Hitman's Bodyguard and Logan Lucky for you. Uh, we're going to, uh, spoiler-free, review The Defenders for you. Um, uh, we liked it a lot. I'll just spoil it there. That's as much spoilage as gets into it. I'm going to talk about some Star Wars. Uh, we really get into Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and have a pretty heavy discussion about it. And, uh, yes, a whole bunch of great stuff on this episode. So stay. Oh, and stay till the end of the broken news, uh, because at that point, that's when we reveal uh, when our live Comic-Con shows are going to be for Salt Lake Comic-Con, and also uh, our uh, hotel deal, where we're, we're staying at the uh, Salt Lake City Monaco, which is a block away from the convention center, and uh, you, can, you can stay there with us, and there's a discount, but the information for that is there at the end of broken news. So uh, pay attention. Take some notes. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, of course, each and every time. Open seven days a week. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. The whole service is free. With that, you get a 20% discount of purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake City. Don't be surprised when you see me there, okay? At Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Also, uh, David Cabin Fever. Action figures, playing cards, puzzles, and gift books. Cabin Fever carries a large selection of licensed merchandise. Follow them on Twitter. They tweet it all the time. It's uh, fascinating. You see some stuff. And you, oh, they've got that? I'm in. Located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South, 700 East. Cabin Fever, so much more than a card store. Also, our friend Chef Daniel. Daniel Cantu. Uh, if, if you're having ingredients shipped to your home and you're doing all the work, I mean, really, come on, let Chef Daniel do it. Home delivery service geared for those who can't cook or are too busy, and he can take care of that for you. Uh, CantusCatering.com, that's C-A-N-T-U-S Catering.com. Also, uh, Black Velvet Boutique, Dawn and Leah, thank you very much for supporting the show. They're open seven days a week, locally owned and operated. It's not a porn store or novelty store, it's a valuable sexual wellness resource for grown-ups who enjoy or want to enjoy sex. And they have free sex education workshops at blackvelvetboutique.com, 293 South State Street in Clearfield. Also, Salt Lake Comic Con. Geek out with the stars from your favorite fandoms like Guardians of the Galaxy, Walking Dead, Star Wars, Doctor Who, Back to the Future. You can get your discounted passes today at saltlakecomiccon.com. All right. And uh, be sure to follow us all on uh, social media. we got got... Uh, our Twitter is at Geek Show, and that's good for breaking news. That uh, We retweet from uh, geek news sources that we follow, so you don't have to. Um, that's that's one of the better ones. Of course, we're on Facebook. You can find the show there, Geek Show, one word. Uh, we're on Snapchat, one word, Geek Show. And uh, Instagram is at Geek Show Podcast, if you're uh, of a mind to. But uh, anyway, here we go. Brand new episode. It's called Flabby Normal. Please to enjoy. Yay! That is the cross-dresser. Oh, boy, you ain't from around here. Get it straight, people, because you're, you're embarrassing yourselves. Yeah, who cares? This has been released down under. By the hoary hosts of Hoggin. Oh, Eeyore. <laughs> I hope this goes where I want it. Hobbit news, anyone? What if we put it on the brim of his hat? It does not hold up. You're not looking at them, you forget about them. Your drawing was hardly original, sir. I actually liked it, and I laughed. So let's get the uh, thing underway here. 
thebasementshowpodcast.com. Welcome back to the basement. Yeah, What's up, y'all? We chilling and shit. Yeah. What you doing? Are you chilling and shit? Breaking the law. <laughs> chilling in the law. cubes. Is that the song? No. What song? <laughs> I, like, I just started saying breaking the law because no. that song's always in my head. Oh. This is oh. this is Metallica playing this in Metallica, the background. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, hi, everybody. Hello. Hey. How are you guys? Well, Happy hi. Monday. Right. Oh. Uh, Monday. It's, it's the 21st. But hopefully this Is show it? gets released. Hopefully it's fucking Utah's a little bit cooler right now. Oh, Jesus. Ah. Anyway. This summer, I don't go outside. Yeah. It's too it's hot. It's, it's not going to get cooler I mean, on the 21st of August. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Crushing hopes and dreams. One of, one of my favorite, one of my favorite uh, lyrics, is, it says, I don't mean to be. I don't mean to talk shit, gorgeous. But you had a uh, you had a armpit in August. Oh, <laughs> that's sexy. I yeah. uh, <laughs> I become obsessed with like a golf game on my phone, and I laugh because I made a splurge purchase eh, like two months ago, and I bought a set of clubs. And uh, I used to go out and hit the balls, but now it's just so goddamn <laughs> it's too hot. hot. <laughs> I used to go. You gotta go in the morning. I'll be now. Now I don't wake up in the morning. <laughs> we we are we are somewhat blessed here in Utah though because we have relatively low humidity. Yeah, and that's I, true. I've yeah, lived yeah. in cities. That oh, shit, I know you grew up in Atlanta. That does not do anything for my moisturizing. That's schedule. true. There was a time. That's true. I I went to uh, when I went to college at the U. Uh, I went through all the summer semesters. I, I mm-hmm. flew through that, and I was like, oh, I'll go I'll go back home for a couple weeks, and I, I'll never forget. It was July. I got off the plane. I went through, you Ooh. know, got my bags. I, the door opened, and you could bite the fucking air. Yeah. I was like, oh, God, what the fuck? We call yeah. this this time of year in, in Portland, especially now the Pacific Northwest is experiencing heat like it's never experienced before. Uh, in Portland, anytime it, yeah, anytime it got over like uh, 98, you called it sh- uh, soup shorts weather because you're making soup in your shorts. <laughs> well, that happens Gross. all the time anyway. I remember yeah. the first time I experienced that was uh, New Orleans in August. That'll do oh, it. Oh, no. That'll do it. Oh, yeah. I walked out of the hotel, and it hit you right in the chest. Yeah. I turned right around, and I went back. Yeah. You can seriously grab a spoon four, and just scoop the air. Go, um, mm. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Mm. Uh, Gross. Uh, yeah. What was the, sh- what was the shorts thing? Was it? Soup, uh, soup shorts. Yeah, because shorts. there's the the humidity is so high and you're sweating so much that your sh- your shorts literally become. I think he just named the episode, didn't he? Uh, soup, soup shorts. Yeah, could be. He, he, I, I, I think you guys can do better. See, and I refer to that as swamp ass, but yeah. swamp yeah. ass works. Swamp uh, ass. Like soup swamps. Shorts. Now, from the makers of SpongeBob SquarePants, Swass. it's soup shorts. Swamp ass. There you go. Swamp <laughs> ass. Soup shorts. He's just taught me about soup shorts. He's Lee George Cade. Everyone. Oh boy, <laughs> it's uh, the things I bring to the table. So Swampy sad. Ass. I'm kind of ashamed of myself now. Swass. Yeah. So uh, we do have air conditioning at Fresh. It's oh, a nice thing. So oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep it. I keep everything at a steady 74 degrees. I'm oh. not because I'm not rich. I'm not keeping it at 72. <laughs> you know. So 74 degrees is basically anything under that. My my air conditioner seizes up and everybody dies. <laughs> so. I like to keep. I like to keep it at 69 degrees. Yeah. Of course oh, you do. Why? Because he, he lives alone. Because <laughs> oh. he's pleasured and so is the air conditioner. Hey, yo. <laughs> so uh, Fresh Eaters 145 East, 1300 South. That's uh, downtown Salt Lake City. And uh, we'd be happy to, to, to walk you through some vegan cuisine if you want to go that route. Somebody asked if I was going to teach classes. No. Uh, but, but I <laughs> Figure it out yourself. It. Well, people are watching What the Health, and they're realizing that there are a lot of reasons outside of ethical and health reasons. Uh, and I'm talking animal ethical and, and uh, yeah. personal health reasons to stop eating meat. And if you watch What the Health, you'll see about a dozen of them. And uh, if you have questions, I'd be happy to answer them for you. All right. So I'm well-versed in it. So wh- what's the address? It's 
145 East, 1300 South, or you can pick up the jerky at uh, here, here in Utah, Island Market, Jade Market, or Watchtower. There's Nooch in Denver, Rabbit Food in uh, Austin, Texas, Food Fight in Portland, and uh, of course... If uh, you know you know our friend Wesley on the USS Shiloh, he might have a spare bag. Mm. And then, of course, there's It'll the cost you, though. Bike Doctor in Missoula, Montana. And what's the name of the jerky they asked for? The uh, it's Fresh Vegan Foods. Fresh Vegan Foods. Is the name of that. And uh, we have little Star Wars quotes on them. And uh, we'll, we'll have a Kickstarter coming up because I do have to up my game to keep up with production. Or mm-hmm. to keep up with uh, volume. Nice. So. <laughs> Hi, Jay. Sup? <laughs> what's up, dog? I'm chilling this shit. It's like you're time traveling in your mind. I did. I just I'm trying not to focus on news, but it's all good. Yeah, don't no, go. just refresh it. It gets better. No, everything. <laughs> no, it, no, no, the the no. news somehow managed to get worse in the three hours we've been. Listen I'm just to saying, him. everything's fine. Everything's gonna be fine. If you hear a random, <laughs> you know, yeah, everything's fine. I'm just a person of color that actually happens to be in the military. Everything's fine on 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 both fronts, foreign and domestic. Yep. Nothing to be worried about over here. What's He's up, y'all? Liar. I'm chilling this shit. Jay Whitaker in the house. Follow me on Twitter, Snapchat, uh, Instagram. Uh, it's Jay Whitaker. Yeah, doing the things. When when can you talk about that thing? The oh, the thing. I can't. I can't talk about it yet. Not yet. I still can't okay, talk about that. That's, that's no a, spoiler alerts for that one. Because that's, yeah. that's a that's a great. <laughs> thing. Well, I mean, it's, like, not, it's not like he hasn't been tweeting about it. You know, actually, <laughs> on, on I, set. On set. Yeah. yeah, I actually haven't. Oh, that's how I found out about it. I know what the set looks like. Yeah, it's not the. I know what your wardrobe looks set, like though. I ain't really been. I haven't really given a lot of information. Well, just because you it. killed Donald Glover and you're Orlando now, we <laughs> all get it. Exactly. That's exactly, guys. I am now. I am now. I, I'm the one that walks in. I'm like, yo, bet a hundred thousand on that Millennium Falcon, <laughs> and then and then Anthony Mackie shows up. And he looks at you and goes, hey, the hairnet's in the back. Go get it and start serving some food. No, no, no. <laughs> Anthony Mackie shows up. He's like, yeah, I'm the, the new Millennium Falcon. And then, like, I'm like, yeah, bet 100,000 more. So you're going to ride in Anthony Mackie? Look, man, don't, <laughs> don't, don't question my lifestyle, bro. The worst porn parody ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Hey, y'all, just, just fuck with me on social media. Um, I'm doing some shit. Uh... September, I'm doing some shows for the Army. Did you say September? <laughs> no, I think you said September. No. He did. Zep- September. This well, show, I officially this start Halloween on August. On what? What? Uh, August 21st. 21st. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm doing some other shit. But I mean, like in September. <laughs> <laughs> September. September, I'm doing some shit for the Army. Uh, and uh, September. And, uh, but if you want to book your boy for your private party, I'm doing a lot of private parties and fundraisers right now. So I please. Gotta, what do you do? Like Are you the new Bob Hope? Do you like, do like kind balloon of? animals? Are you going to bring you like, your, like your golf clubs and... Yeah, no, I bring a basketball. Oh, so if right. I'm having a work party and I wanted to hire you to do an improv of Caligula, would you would you be down for that? Yes, down. he would. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, down. I'm down. Caligula, Pangea, all that shit. I do it. Pangea. Yeah. How, how good are you at calligraphy? Yeah, I mean, I'm fu- <laughs> with his dick. Yeah, excellent. You know what? I can't, I, I can't I read it. I, I'm going to create a children's story called Caligula the Calligrapher. Yeah, everybody's going to love it. It's going gonna, gonna to be if good. J, if Jay makes it, though, it's the worst pop-up book ever. And um, what shall I excite with my quill today? <laughs> I read that book. I can't see out of my right eye now. Yeah. Oh. oh my god! Ow! Shot it out, didn't you? Yeah. It wrote a story on my face. <laughs> yup. This ink spilled everywhere. But his cursive is great. I don't know because when he was reading it to me, he left a story on the small of my back. Oh, <laughs> nah, I don't. I don't do it. I don't do it on the back. I just 
If there's a target, uh, I, just, stop. just stop. Just I, stop. Yeah, no, I just what? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Uh, I don't, I don't, this is about to go into what? '80s Phil Collins territory. Yeah. I don't. What? What are you talking? I just when I write, I just write. I can feel oh. it coming on the air tonight. If I oh, <laughs> I get it now. Thank you. I don't spill. I get it though. I don't spill ink. I spill drinks. That's it. Like. All right. Later in life, I, I can't walk and I can't dance after that. <laughs> oh, my God. He can't walk and he can't dance. Because <laughs> I'm Jimmy, white. He's Jimmy Martin. <laughs> Hi. No, watch me on KSL. You can walk. I, I can walk. Yeah, white walkers, I, man. Like, they can walk. Oh. <laughs> you Caucasian walkers? Oh, my We bad. are very sensitive here. Okay. I'm okay with white walker. Okay. He prefers Northern European <laughs> American walker. Yeah, watch me on KSL. Now, uh, like I said, on Sundays at 10 p.m. Yay. Uh, you can, you know, so you don't have to wake up early. God, I, I was More actually, like, thinking about it. Like, because when I was on KUTV, I was, uh. Like Saturday, Sunday mornings at four in the morning. Yes. Ass crack in the morning. I yes. can sleep in. <laughs> yes. We were talking about uh, Shannon. We were talking about when Geeksy went on there a couple of times, and Shannon probably would have been fired if he was a official. Because well, I was drunk there a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, big movie mouth off. And going? Chef Brian's like nice home. Uh, what's funny? Counts, uh, who's the regular, uh, you know, uh, co-host on Big Movie Mouth Off. He got a guy randomly calling. Goes, yeah, I saw you in Santa Fe. So, because uh, we're down in New Mexico. That's right. Oh, yeah, so, nice. That's right. So, uh, hi, all you. Uh, read, uh, read me and Slug, and then uh, Geek Shows, uh, Meteor Show, and uh, Arrow. Yes. There you go. Carter right. said hi, by the way. Oh, he did? He likes you a lot. Oh, I, I, yeah. Yeah. We worked in the same building for the longest time. Yeah, he's, he's got nothing but great things to say about you guys. Tell him I, I have some gossip for him. Oh, oh we still got to talk. Gossip for you. We missed I, the break. I really, right. ought to, I really ought to want to track him down and thank him for DJing my seventh grade stomp. <laughs> <laughs> John's a great guy. He's a really good dude. Uh, I want to thank him for Mr. Twister. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to thank John for Mr. Twister. He's and, Shannon Barnson. Yeah, I am. Sons of bitches. Yeah. Come to my pub, please. <laughs> I still got your trophy. I'm not bringing it yeah. back. The Jeffy. You got the Jeffy. Yeah, 830. It's on the kitchen table. Lucky 13. It's all there. Work. I ask questions. I'll make you laugh. Or cry. Or, or scream. Or cry. Or think. Oh. And maybe it, you'll it's grow. <laughs> it's learning with it, trivia. It's edutainment. <laughs> <sighs> all right, entertainment. <laughs> all right, I love like when you guys announce the category. Like it's all about like you know phobias like that. Yeah. Like half the crowd goes, ah, oh, god damn it, shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like we torture people yeah. mentally for two hours. Sure, it's all right. It's all right. Drink and eat burgers. Yeah, you're sitting there having a drink. It's fine. I just hate like I always like try to make it. I like I always try to dumb the rounds down, but then I realize how goddamn smart I am. Oh, oh, it's just impossible. <laughs> Can't do it. How often do you reuse questions? <laughs> Never. Every oh, okay. shit. Egg, egg, who's fucking mine? Well, I, I, you know, whatever. But it, it, he'll go. Oh, he's done this one before. Hang yeah, on. yeah, hang on. Yeah. Yeah. He did this yeah. one in 2012. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll never forget when we created the feature on the radio show, Beat Gina, which was trivia. Uh-huh. Shannon warned me, don't do trivia. Yeah. Oh, really? Trivia you, you is will serious regret, business. Yeah. You will regret doing trivia. Well, there's always people who are like, there's two answers. Because yeah. there's always... I beg to differ. Exactly. I beg to differ. <laughs> I beg to differ, sir. And, um. you, and you know who usually is saying that? Gina. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a, the designated driver and producer of the program. It's meep, Quad meep. T... Hey! <laughs> oh, I don't know. Well, you just looking at me. He was waiting for me to say too tall. I was Tony, scared. So. It's all right. It's okay. Uh, check me out on Twitter at Quad T Tony, or right here on the Geek Show, or on the Gadget Spot podcast with Excitable James. Woo! 
Thanks, Lee, for filling in. Uh, Jaron and Owen, where we talk about uh, video games, tech, and gadgets. And that's all I got. All right. <clears throat> What's your fanciest gadget you've ever had? Uh, fanciest gadget I've ever had is probably the computer I built. Yeah. I put a lot of uh, research and time into making a beastly machine oh. about four months ago. Egg and I were just talking about, I don't remember the last time I played a game on a computer. Or even used a mouse. Oh, <laughs> last night. <laughs> yeah, I he, played. I played on my computer this morning. He's yeah? uh, mm-hmm. he's a beastly machine. Oh. Barry Jackson. Hey, oh, yeah. oh, hi. Did uh, Tony build you? Yes, he did. Oh. Only the finest parts went into this model of Carrie Jackson. Only the flabbiest parts. The finest. <laughs> <laughs> I took um, the wrong box. Monday through. Yes. <laughs> he's our Sergeant Candy. I took the parts that said Abby Normal on them. That's why it's important to read carefully. <laughs> this box says Flabby Normal. Check. <laughs> that was the problem. Hang on, let me write down Flabby Normal. <laughs> so uh, that, uh, that Monday through Friday, six to ten, x ninety six dot com. That was perfection, wasn't it, Carrie? That was. That you found you found Young Frankenstein again, uh, and your heart opened. Yeah, I I hadn't seen Young Frankenstein in a long time, mm-hmm. and for some reason, it was just we were flipping through Netflix, and there it was. It's it's just recently re-added to Netflix. Yeah, so good. and yeah. and I every beat. Yep. Of that film yep. is perfect. Mm-hmm. Think think of the studio execs that passed on Gene Wilder's treatment of that script. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're like, no, no, no one wants to see a comedy based off of Frankenstein. Yeah. I was listening to the show on Friday as as I was leaving, uh, Carter. And uh, uh, what's your friend's name? Who does all the cooking shows? She's on. Oh, Paulette. Yes. Paulette. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. I I love just listening to her because she can't you know pull it back on cussing, and so like you can see like she's. Following her words very closely, like <laughs> I was like, "Oh, and I guess they told her that there's no uh, red button when yep. you guys are up there." Well, there is, but not in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Paul, that's great. She was nearly Mrs. Carrie Jackson, but that's another story. She's gonna oh. be on. She's gonna be on a show that I watch all the time. The worst chefs in America. Yeah, she's Frankly, uh, she's on God, a lot of that show. stuff. It's she's so she's awful. on uh, Sugar Dome. She's on uh, Unique Sweets. She's she's on a lot of those yeah. Food Network shows. That's cool. That's uh, Paulette Martin is her name. Look for her. And, and say, she was nearly Mrs. Carrie Jackson. Yeah, the only show, <laughs> I was also almost Mrs. Carrie Jackson. And That's the true. only cooking show I ever get on is Fun with Fiber. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about masticating kale. Oh, please. Excuse me? Yes. <laughs> that just means chewing. Oh. Did you know, because you're my Star Wars. Did I? That Princess Leia has a PhD? Yep. No, are we talking Carrie Fisher? Are we talking about the character? Character, character. Okay, (laughs) yeah. Uh, Because this uh, last week uh, exploded on the internet. Star Wars fans were shocked and delighted to learn that Princess Leia not only had a PhD, but that she earned it at the age of nineteen. Well, she was a son. Is she? I mean, Star Wars. I mean, like, how the fuck do you become a general and not have a PhD? I mean, like, well, who the fuck is surprised by this? Luke was a commander, and he, he, his previous experience from being a Jedi Knight was farming and blue milk. Yeah, (laughs) but a commander versus a general. Come on, now Uh, you know this male privilege. I've recently Uh, learned he could be the president and ride at a seventh grade level. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Um, It was pointed out uh, on Twitter by uh, Twitter user Becca Harrison who is a University of Glasgow professor who holds a doctorate degree and discovered uh, the news in the book Superwomen, Gender, Power, and Representation by Carolyn Coca. Uh, according to Coca, George Lucas said, and I'm surprised that we didn't I'm, realize I'm surprised this. because of where he said this. Yeah, In the 2004 commentary yeah. for A New Hope. This isn't new news. This isn't new news. This is 13-year-old news. But this is the internet just discovered this. Yeah. Uh, that Leah obtained her doctorate 
among other accolades, while Luke was a naive farm boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like a very sophisticated, urbanized ruler, a senator, so she's a politician, said Lucas. She's accomplished, graduated, got her Ph.D. at 19, and she rules people. Yep. Well, you think about it. I mean, she's she's actually a senator before she's even 20 years old. I'm just trying to see what her student loans look like, though. Although they're not. <laughs> well, they're, paid, they're paid off. I, 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 almost, I almost guarantee you Alderaan has a very, very good student loan had, program. Had, had, had. That might have been what blew him up. I have a bit of a question. I just This just occurred to me. Hmm. How does she know Obi-Wan Kenobi well enough to send him R2-D2? Because she uh, lived on Alderaan or wherever, and he... Pretty much hung out on Tatooine all right. the time. I they would, were in a band I would together. Say, oh. I would say that the information that Ezra Miller brought back to the rebellion uh, after seeing the death of Darth Maul uh, gave them the the news that Kenobi was on well, I think Tatooine. There's a, there's a simpler answer, and that's her her dad. Well, yeah, her dad was actually on the ship with him when he put yeah. himself into exile. Oh, yeah. that's it's, right. It, it's her dad. Yeah, but do you think they Wait, had when, any when sort was of? That? Huh? When was that? The, At the end of episode three. When I don't Obi- know what episode three is. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> when Obi Wan sends himself to exile to Tatooine to look after I know. Luke, I'm pretty sure uh, Bail Organa knew what was going on. Oh, I gotcha. And okay. I'm sure that she was in contact with Bail right before the incidents in A New Hope, and he's well. They he, were. They were. They were both know, on. Yeah. Uh, it's like get to Tatooine because and and find Obi Wan. He's yeah, there. They, they've they've said pretty pretty strongly that she was there during the events of Rogue One. I mean, obviously, or she wouldn't have been mm-hmm. at the end of Rogue One. Yeah. She just, they didn't want to tip their hat to that. Jimmy Smith. That guy's a beast of a dude. He's a good actor. I like he's him. a good, he's a really good, really good actor. I didn't realize how big of a man he is. What, tall-wise? Or? He's he's a stout dude. Like, yeah. he's got some good muscle tone on him, and he's he's got to be over six foot. You know what? who I uh, just realized was tall? Was, uh, I rewatched, I've watched it like a hundred times, but the Thor Ragnarok trailer. Mm-hmm. Watch him before standing next to Ruffalo. Mm. Oh, yeah. He's a fucking beast over him. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Hemsworth <laughs> is, what, six? Over six. Hemsworth is 6'3", yeah. He's six, same height as I am. And yeah. Ruffalo is like 4'9". So, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's the same, same height as everybody else in the MCU. 4'2". Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Ruffalo's a little fella. Little fella. He's a little fella. He's a little guy. Uh, let's see. And, uh, oh, I guess we can have that Chris Pratt discussion that we had off the air. Okay. Um, because this uh, passion project that he has wanted to do is finally going forward. It is It is uh, based on a, on a comic book, Image Comics. Mm. Ooh, which one? It's called Cowboy Ninja Viking. Oh, Yes. Is that like Count me in. paper, rock, scissors kind of thing? Well, no. no it's actually one character. Uh, it's oh. uh, coming Viking. out June 28th, 2019, on 4th of July holiday. So they've got, you know... They're... Oh, Will Smith's going to be pissed. Yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> I, I don't think that's outside the uh, the the freeway of his ex- well, acting ability. We'll, we'll talk about his freeway in a we'll second. We'll see. Um, uh, Pratt is uh, he's a new kind of assassin who manifests his toughest skills... Of three different personas, he's a split personality. Oh, okay. And, and so well, McAvoy could kill. So it. he's cowboy ninja yeah. Viking. You know, I want to see this. So there you go. But, but Lee and Jimmy were having a discussion off mic. It wasn't it's an not, argument. It wasn't it's even, not even it wasn't an argument. An argument. It yeah, was just a discussion. discussion. It's because you believe that he's not capable of I, I should, acting outside the box. I, I I say that he has he has a very interesting and uh, and and kind of narrow highway of acting experience at this point. Well, I'm not saying he's not capable. Sure. I'm saying that so far we've only seen him drive. We haven't gotten those tires dirty yet. He's, well. he's, <laughs> he's still very much, even Star-Lord is still Andy from 
yeah. and he's still Jurassic World. Yeah, I mean, did, it's the same. I did totally he, agree. Did he show any range in the Jennifer Lawrence space movie where uh, passengers other than being creepy and sexually rapey? Was there any range? Because well, I didn't see. That, it. Well, he, he didn't show necessarily range, but he did show distance from his future ex-wife. There's actually a great. Speaking <laughs> of <laughs> what? Oh, did I just throw some shade? <laughs> what Tony did on the last episode about YouTube videos. There's a great video, and I'm, I can't remember who did it, but who says if you re-edited uh, Passengers yeah. and to where you watch her wake up mm-hmm. and he's just there. Like, you take out... You could flashback to what he did, but, like, it makes it such a better movie. Yeah. You're talking... I mean, people are like, oh, he's raping and shit. Like, I don't agree with that. I think it's, uh, you know, a guy in crisis who made a really bad fucking decision. I think that good cinema allows you to kind of interpret lots of different things. Sure. So... But I... Watch that video though. It's about a ten minute video yeah. of, of Oh, re- so the movie starts with just her waking up. It's from her perspective. It's her perspective. And now she that wakes would up be and she wanders around and he's sitting there going like I don't know what the fuck's happening. So you don't yeah. know that he woke her up. Like that, if that's more it. interesting to me. Yeah. There's 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 it, uh, getting into interpretation was how the previous the conversation we had about Pratt came up is is watching uh Guardians two, which is just now on uh, right now you can go buy it yep. at your yes. local mega mart. But on <laughs> uh on on video on demand, it's been out for a while. And uh, James Gunn had an interesting thing that changed the movie for me. It actually nudged it up a couple of of, uh, of columns in my in my respect box, and that was that uh, he said, "Watch Groot because he's angry," and that changed the character for me so dynamically. Because prior to that, all I was getting caught up on was the merchandising aspect and how cute he was. See, that's but he's why really, I, and that's what I liked about him from the beginning—that he was pissed off all the time. I didn't see that. I was I was allowing my own my own bias to to kind of paint the picture differently, and his anger. As I was watching it, realized that he made him a more compelling and interesting character. But what did stand out to me watching the movie last night is that Pratt was very much Andy Dwyer from Parks and Recreation. He's just, always just, been. Yeah, he's more buff. And you know what? I'm not going to get down on him because he hasn't had his Bruce Willis moment where he's had to be anything other than Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. You know, Bruce Willis had to actually do some acting in 12 Monkeys and a couple other movies where he had to stop being Bruce Willis and start being an actor. So I know Pratt's going to have that moment. But it was interesting watching this movie where I'm like, I've seen this part before. This is the same part he always plays. He's just more buff and in yeah. space like, as opposed like to James, like Jason Bateman well, in anything. Well, well it, Jason Bateman. Ozark. He also yeah. wasn't Ozark given, he wasn't given a lot insane. to do in the Magnificent Seven. Jason you know. Bateman also plays a completely different character in Smoke and Aces. He plays mm-hmm. a drug addict bookie who wears a bunny hat. That's the same character just, that he always with, plays. With, Jesus, with, God. With, your realization, <laughs> with the realization about Baby Groot, I'm just excited that in the year 2027, I'm going to get 200 schmeckles from you guys in the wasteland. Land. <laughs> so. Oh, with the bet? Oh, yeah. I, obviously, mm-hmm. you don't realize by 2027, the Schmeckle will be deregulated completely, have no value. It's bottle caps. I You're don't even know if it's a good deal caps. or not. <laughs> well, I've, I've I, know, got, I like your bottle cap reference. Since we're, since we're on the James Gunn stuff, I've got some of that here. And Zardu Hasselfrau. You can see his brother at Salt Lake Comic Con. James I Sean right. Gunn. That's right. Well, I'm, I'm going to say this right here and now. Mm-hmm. I need to moderate that. Which one? Sean Gunn. I've suggested it for yeah. real. Yeah, I I go because not only has he done you know Guardians, but uh, Gossip Girl, and you uh, rave about uh, it. Was Yo, Gossip, Gossip Girl. Girl. I fucked with Gossip Girl. It was Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls. Oh, I'm sorry. Other and, girl. <laughs> and he's also he's also the brain behind PG porn, which is the greatest thing you can watch on YouTube. It, it, it is dope. It's dope. All right. So here is James Gunn clarifying. Since it's out this week, we might as well do these stories. Why not? Yes. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Months after the release of of. Uh, this film, we're, we're still talking about the, the five end credit, credit sequences, which are, of course, on there. First up, 
Uh, the two most potentially impactful scenes, the reunion of the original comic book Guardians of the Galaxy, led by Sylvester Stallone, mm-hmm. and the cocoon of Adam Warlock. But there's no Vance Astro. No. Uh, when the film was released, Kevin Feige said that neither of those would be explored again until at least Volume 3. Mm-hmm. So some assume that meant by, yes, it will be addressed in Volume 3. James Glenn, uh, Gunn has clarified. He says, I didn't promise either of those things are coming together in Volume 3. I am just sowing the seeds of what's going to be the future of the Marvel Universe. I mean, we saw Thanos how many years ago? You know what I right, mean? So I, I want to make it, it clear. Was it like 10 years ago? Yeah, it was I a while make, ago. I want to make it clear. I'm not promising those things in Guardians no. 3, so don't create that movie in your head. Uh, then there's Adolescent Groot. You see him in the fourth scene. Thank a, God. A growing Groot about four feet tall, being very angsty to Star-Lord, who has finally learned to speak Groot. That Groot looks very similar to the Groot that Marvel revealed in the Avengers Infinity War. <clears throat> Uh, so Gunn confirmed that uh, that will be that aged Groot in Infinity War. You're going to get the adolescent Groot. Uh, so that's uh, that's a, that's what we've got there. The, the other realization uh, from the commentary was Gunn talking about how this Groot has no memory of the other Groot. Mm-hmm. He's he's a whole new Groot. Mm-hmm. So, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, a lot of his frustration and anger at, at Drax in particular is Drax doesn't like baby Groot at yeah. all, and he treats him like shit, and mm-hmm. Groot doesn't see any reason to be nice to him because he doesn't remember any teamwork camaraderie yeah. between them. Uh, so there is that. So he said, you know, just because you saw that original team, that doesn't mean that's volume three. And he, he clarifies it again a little bit later. He talks about uh, uh, the cosmic plans that are coming for, uh, you know, he's already got the songs in his head picked for volume three. He set, he set that straight. He's got... It better be NWA. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see because of the Zune. The Zune brings the whole Zoom, new thing man. into it. Yeah, 300 songs. Here's the thing. Oh, is that the way he describes the soundtracks for the uh, the first film, he says that's that's his mother. He says, uh, volume two. That's his father. Yes, his, uh, his, uh, his mother did prepare that mix, but that's Yondu's mix. Okay. Yeah. Volume two? First okay. two volume really? two has Yondu's I thought, mix. I thought of volume two almost as... The Ego. stuff that his mom and his dad were listening to. Yeah, that's to. I figured it was Ego's mix. Because there's a lot of stuff. He, there's a I lot have of to stuff re-listen. That, I have, no, that, that's interesting that you said yeah, that. No, he I, said, I want to take a said, second listen. He said it's all about Yondu, that huh. mix. Um, so then there is the, uh, let's see, and then he says he's got he's got the songs ready for the, the third. Uh, he wouldn't disclose the amount of 80s and 90s songs included. <laughs> uh, his hesitation seemed to suggest there were several entries from that era. And uh, there is a deleted scene... Where they talk about the Zune and what's on the Zune, and this is on I the saw this, this yeah. is on the on the on the Blu-ray, where they mention uh, some artists like mm. uh, Alice Cooper, mm. for example. Yeah, she's. Pretty I'm just good. hoping for ten thousand yeah. maniacs. <laughs> she's ten thousand maniacs. <laughs> she's pretty good. Hey. In, 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 I just want NW. I just want to see Country them shoot blonde. up to, to shoot them up to straight out of Compton. That, I think that would be dope. There's room for that. <laughs> James Gunn. There's room straight out of Compton. But you know. Here, here is the that big. get him an R rating. The, the, big, the big side of the big broad side of last night, though, watching Guardians Two, mm-hmm. like that soundtrack is really, really, really instrumental to the movie, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guardians One soundtrack is super instrumental to the movie. Mm-hmm. Watching it last night and going, ah, I would not want to see a cinematic um, soundtrack battle between. The director of Baby Driver and the director of Guardians. Well, bring in the director of Atomic Blonde. Here's the thing: <laughs> yeah. is that is that the director of Atomic Blonde called James Gunn quite a few times oh. yeah. to say, "Are you are you putting this one in Volume Two? Because if, if you are, I'm not going. To. I still yeah. think Edgar Wright might do 
music in a movie better than just about anybody alive right now. Oh, but no, no that, without a doubt. Yeah, well, I, think the, all the three of them, ba- I think all three of them are great. Uh, but let's. Oh, I'm not, I'm not debating driver, whether or not they're good. But Baby Driver, there is the, the shit is timed that, to the well, that's the, the fact the, that that every gunshot during that Queen song was perfectly timed to the beat of the Queen no, song. The choreography of Baby Driver is unparalleled. Yeah. I mean, it is something that and, and you know we only with, somebody like Edgar Wright could do. You know, after Scott Pilgrim, there's no doubt that that dude knows well, sound. And, and also, like in uh, uh, fucking Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. When, yeah. when they start beating the uh, zombies with the fucking yeah. pool sticks. To a Queen song. To a Queen song. Yeah. 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 There's some, yeah. Of, some about percussion yeah. and Queen songs and Edgar Wright. Well, I, and, but I would throw uh, Tarantino into that mix, yeah. too. So. Tarantino yeah. is yeah. the master of a soundtrack and how that soundtrack influences the movie and the mood of the movie. I, there, that's that's well, undebatable. That's he but he, had Edgar Wright makes the soundtrack part of Baby Driver well, in a way that. Mm-hmm. I, who did the soundtrack to uh, The Kingsman? Oh sure. I mean, it's not Guy Ritchie. It's no, his, like, it's his buddy. I'm just curious. Matt Vaughn. I'm just curious because that, that 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 church scene was fucking. That's but, that's all but, Matthew. But Vaughn. you mentioned Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Tarantino not only does soundtracks well, he does scores well. And yeah. the, and I mean, and I say, it's not him doing it, but it, I mean the but hateful he eight know, score. He's the one that shit. he's the one that made us realize that Ennio Morricone's not dead. You're right. Yeah. So, so the same realization Tim Burton had with um, Count Dooku. Prince. No, I mean, everybody <laughs> thought Christopher Lee was dead, and then Sleepy Hollow. Tim Burton's got Christopher Lee at the beginning of it, and everybody's like, "What? What? Yeah. Christopher Lee's alive?" No, the, the, there's an art to picking a, a soundtrack, but then what what Edgar Wright did with Baby Driver is it's next level. That's true. Yeah. yeah. After the, these messages, is this on the Geek right? Show soundtrack? Is that, <laughs> yeah, I think so. It's one of the greatest yeah. hits. After, After these messages, <laughs> we'll be right back. It's that in my uh, letters jingle. That's true. <laughs> Hey, are you doing all the work? I mean, are you having groceries, ingredients shipped to your home, and then you're doing all the work? I mean, really, you couldn't send me pre-made croutons? I gotta slice the almonds? All that packaging and ice packs, that can't be good for the environment either. Let Chef Daniel do it for you. Home delivery service geared for those who can't cook, or are too busy, or have decided to make changes in their diet, and don't know where to start. This is from scratch cooking in resealable, reusable containers. Ask Shannon, he's used this service. Menu changes weekly. You can order as much or as little as you like. No commitment to order every week. Daniel can accommodate all food preferences and allergies. Vegan, vegetarian, paleo, gluten, and dairy-free. Daniel sources a lot of ingredients locally. He's proud to source and serve a lot of local product. Go to his website, Cantu's Catering, C-A-N-T-U-S Catering.com for more information or to submit a home delivery request or contact Chef Daniel at 801-359-6035. Oh, Daniel can cater your party or special event no matter how big or small. Ask me or Jimmy about that. He's done that for us before. And you get a special discount if you tell Daniel, Geek Show says hey. Salt Lake Comic Con 2017 is coming September 21st through the 23rd at Salt Palace Convention Center. Meet celebrity guests like Hollywood legend Dick Van Dyke, Elijah Wood, a.k.a. Frodo from Lord of the Rings, Val Kilmer from Top Gun and Batman, John Burenthal from The Punisher, 16 Candles John and Joan Cusack, Back to the Future's Christopher Lloyd, plus Michael Rooker, Rob Schneider, and more. Geek out with stars from your favorite fandoms like Guardians of the Galaxy, Walking Dead, Star Wars, Doctor Who, and Back to the Future. Get your discounted passes today at saltlakecomiccon.com. Now let's see what's happening at Dr. Volt's in the month of August. From the creators of Salt City Strangers and the Mighty Trump comes Ruthless. Ruthless stars Ruth, a scrawny 16-year-old girl who is obsessed with Marathon City's mysterious hero, the Grey Phantom. 
Ruth is bullied by all the girls at school, her stepmom, her lecherous boss. Life is constantly threatening to crush Ruth, but she overcomes the daily torment to take care of her younger sister, Cindy, the light of her life. When tragedy strikes and Ruth's world falls apart, she must make a terrible choice. When tragedy strikes, do you become a hero or are you to become ruthless? Get the comic first at Indiegogo.com. Also, Dark Knight's Metal introduces the Dark Multiverse and the Dark Batman. It's revealed in all its nightmarish danger, and the threats it contains will push Batman and the heroes of the Justice League beyond their limits to take on threats unlikely our world has never seen. Also elsewhere, the fantastic story of what really happened to Amelia Earhart when she mysteriously is transported to a strange new world filled with flying beasts and alien civilizations, she desperately struggles to return home. Along the way, she forges alliances and makes enemies as she goes from aviator to freedom fighter in rebellion against a merciless warlord. Amazon is bringing The Tick back to TV this summer, and NEC is bringing The Tick back to comics in August with an all-new ongoing color series. The Tick and Arthur confront the dire menaces of ninjas and murder clowns, while also flashing back to blasts from The Tick's heretofore unexplored past. The Generation series will see classic versions of many Marvel heroes team up with their current counterparts in the mysterious continuity-free environment known as The Vanishing Point, coming out this month in a 10-issue miniseries. They're open seven days a week, hold services free. With that, you get a 20% discount of purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake City. It's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Broken news, welcome to it. Hey there. And uh, thank you, Jimmy and Shannon, for uh, joining me for the broken news. Thanks for having us. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, let's see. Now we've got to uh, <clears throat> got to raise a glass. Uh, no, yeah. we we're raising three. God, oh, geez. it's only like one. No, no. No, I mean it's only like one o'clock. Oh, oh I thought you meant. <laughs> no, there are three. We're raising for three. Good Lord. Uh, first of all, uh, of course, Jerry Lewis. Like a couple hours uh, ago. Yeah. As of, <laughs> as of this recording. We just watched. My favorite Jerry Lewis clip out in the car before we came in. What's that? It's from Rockabye Baby. It's it's one of his lesser known films, but I, I put it on my Facebook. Check it out. Okay. <laughs> it's him singing and, or singing, singing and dancing <laughs> and dancing. Yeah, he did release and a He released a record album that says yeah. Jerry sings. Yeah. I remember that. But yeah, it's he like was this, in, yeah, it's like him doing this rockabilly tune. It's just. Hilarious. I watch it like twice a year. The the two things that yeah. I looked at, and they're both uh, pantomime stuff. Um, one of them is when he's uh, on the typewriter. So if you just go to YouTube and Jerry Lewis typewriter, and you watch him and he's typing. Mm-hmm. It's just very funny, very physical, beautiful physical comedy. Okay. And then there was one where he's in the boardroom and he's wah, 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 wah. You know, there's, <laughs> there's a jazz tune that he's... You know, it's like his mouth is one of the horns, yeah. except he's conducting a meeting. You know, <laughs> wah, 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 you know, and yeah, he, yeah. Does, he does them. It's very funny. He was a, See, he, I'm, I, my two favorites are the bellboy and the nutty professor. They're, yeah, they're just his yeah. classics. But and, you know what I learned today? And people forget he was he was the nutty professor before yeah. uh, Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Murphy yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know what I learned today that he would help either invent or pioneer? No, th- I was going to bring this up. Yeah. I had no idea. He invented that. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. It, it's when you're on set and it's a, you have your camera hooked up and it 
closed circuit to a monitor. Instant playback. Yeah, and so it's like, wow, let's just see what this looks like mm-hmm. after we film it. Because <laughs> now he was because he was doing it with film. Yeah, it used to be you had to develop the film and then go look at the dailies and mm-hmm. then oh that shot's terrible. We got to do it again. Yep. Yeah. But now he invented that. He he wanted a, a VCR next to his film camera so he could go back and see how the scene went. That's he, awesome. he invented that technology. That's used today. I mean, obviously yeah. in a much greater capacity. But mm-hmm. you know, but I was like, holy shit. But, uh, you know, I mean, incredibly influential. You, you can't overstate it. Uh, I, I have some problems with him. Well, he, uh, he's an honorary old asshole. Well, sure. He, he, he out and out said women aren't funny, which, that's, is, that's not true. which is bullshit. Yeah. Uh, so I, I've been holding a grudge against him for quite a while ever since he said that. I posted online as, you know, R.I.P. Jerry Lewis, and like a first couple, you know, comments were like, well, you should see the way he treats women and stuff like that. Oh, he's and I'm terrible. Like, I'm not saying the guy's perfect. No. But he did leave us with some gems. He he, he, <laughs> he left an indelible mark, uh, but he was an asshole. Yeah. You know, we, we have to... Some of the greatest comedians are. <laughs> it's like I always say, when, whenever I'm eulogizing someone, I always remind him, hey, I admire Hunter Thompson. He treated women terribly. Sure. <laughs> but, you know, let's, let's be honest. Yeah. Well, and the other thing about Jerry you know. Lewis, though, he raised... How many millions and millions of dollars for... Uh, Muscular dystrophy. dystrophy. You know? Yes. Yeah. It was always serious, Jerry, that I always found the most amusing, which is why King of Comedy is my favorite Jerry Lewis movie. Because <laughs> serious Jerry, when he was just absolutely... Im- it was important that you take him seriously. I laughed hardest at that, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> That's like Jim Carrey trying to be serious. Like, eh, uh, but know. yeah, so King of Comedy is why I, I I think he's brilliant in. And he was he was pissed about that because he felt like he got upstaged by De Niro. Oh well, yeah, it's Robert fucking De Niro. Yeah. yeah, that's Scorsese, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great movie. Now the other person I want to eulogize who who died before Jerry, who had as much as. Maybe even more influence oh, on comedy. We talked about this last night. Yeah, and you don't hear about Dick Gregory. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dick Gregory, it's very important that you know who Dick Gregory is, because he is he, he is a pioneer, and he died this weekend. Uh, I just saw uh, CNN's doing documentary, The History of Comedy. And it's they, a great documentary. And it's really good. Too. And they, uh, they touched on Dick Gregory, and, and I, I, I knew all that stuff, but I had forgotten how important Dick Gregory is. Let me just read you some of this stuff uh, about Dick Gregory. Uh, pioneering force of comedy in the 60s, parlayed his career as a stand-up comic. Um, regarded as the first African-American comic to perform regularly in front of white audiences. Oh. Uh, it, it, it's just uh, uh, the St. Louis native cynically satirized racism and other social ills during his routines. Segregation is not all that bad. Have you ever heard of a collision where the people in the back of the bus got hurt? <laughs> these are some these are some of the jokes that Jesus. he would make. Um, and uh, let's see, uh, he uh, his big break came. This was a fascinating story. Uh, two fascinating stories. His big break came in '61 when he was booked into the Playboy Club in downtown Chicago, which was huge at the right. time. Uh, he was replacing uh, for one night only Professor Irwin Corey. Now you have to remember at that time Professor Irwin Corey was very big, mm-hmm. very big. He was a white comic. He didn't want to work seven nights a week. So they said, oh, yeah, we'll let Dick come in. We'll let Dick Gregory come in. Uh, when he, he says, when I started as a black comic, couldn't work a white nightclub. You couldn't sing. You couldn't dance. I mean, you could sing. You could dance. But you couldn't stand flat-footed and talk. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, then the system would know how brilliant black folks were. So that's why they didn't have black stand-up comics. Hugh Hefner spotted him performing and put him in to the Playboy Club for that one-night gig for 50 bucks. Hmm. which was a lot of money for him back then. And uh, he, he was doing jokes like, uh, last time I was down south, 
I walked into this restaurant, and this white waitress came up to me and said, we don't serve colored people here. I said, that's all right. I don't eat colored people. Give me a fried chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The crowd stayed during the first show, mostly white executives from a frozen food company. They loved him. He took over Professor Irwin Corey's regular gig. Oh, wow. wow. At the Playboy Club because he was that popular. Uh, and then he was, this was, this was another groundbreaking moment. He was invited to perform on The Tonight Show right. in 1962. Hmm. But uh, he said that he would not go unless he was able to sit down next to Jack Parr on the couch that to was be the, interviewed. That was the sign of That was the sign of, of, of respect. respect. And you know, come yeah. out and do the show, I'm going to sit down and talk. Uh, and uh, they, they at first said no. And then Jack Parr called him and says, I've, I've talked to my staff. We're going to make this happen. Oh, wow. So, so Jack Parr was all yeah. for it. Nice. Uh, he says, I went in, I sat on the couch talking about my children. So many people called the switchboard at NBC in New York that the circuits blew. Thousands of letters came in. Folks were saying, I didn't know black children and white children were the same. And that's just the tip right. of how influential Dick Gregory was and is to this day. And this happened last week. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it was a huge figure in the... Civil rights movement. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He he didn't stay in comedy. He became an activist and then came back to comedy. He was always very very funny. So and Dick, a magnificent beard. Yes. So Dick Gregory. Let's <laughs> yeah. let's raise one for that. Woo. Mm. Now the other one. I don't know if you guys heard about this one or not. Sonny Landham. That's not ringing a bell. No. Well, you know him. Uh, born in uh, Canton, Georgia. Six foot four actor stuntman got his start in Hollywood in X rated films. Oh, yeah. Before landing a small role in Walter Hill's 79 street gang film, The Warriors. Oh. Okay. okay. Hill cast him again two years later in Southern Comfort, gave him a meteor role in 48 Hours. Landham, who was part Cherokee and part Seminole, played Billy Bear in 48 Hours, one of the two outlaws on the run from Nick Nolte. All right. But he's most known. He is most known. As Billy in Predator. Remember? Oh, okay, yeah. With the, bu- with the big knife? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, and, he's gone? And he, when he goes out against the Predator, remember he, he cuts yeah, across he cuts his, his chest. chest and then yells at him yeah. and, and he goes out. He goes out like a fucking yeah. Goes out like a fucking badass. So, uh, yeah, his Aww. name was uh, Sonny Landon. And uh, he uh, he was frustrated by lack of roles for Native American performers in Hollywood. He criticized uh, the industry's lack of inclusion. Uh, he says, I'm an actor who happens to be an Indian, not an Indian trying to be an actor. He would then later follow Schwarzenegger into politics. He waged unsuccessful campaigns as a Republican for uh, governor of Kentucky in U.S. Senate. 2008 Landham's anti-Arab comments lost him the Libertarian Party's backing for uh, U.S. Senate. But he was Billy in Predator, a true badass. So there's three. There's the Billy. He also played Mr. Quick in Action Jackson. Yes, he's in that too. <laughs> he's in that too. All right, let's talk about the Defenders. Yeah, on Netflix. Now here's all the spoilers. Here we go. I'm <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna be spoiler free on this. Yeah, uh, uh, Carrie and I haven't finished it. Yeah, I've I've got one and a half episodes left. I'm done, and I actually finished it. Uh, and you're in like five, right? Yeah. I started. I I told myself I'm I'm gonna watch at least one, maybe two when it first releases. So I just there's something I get a kick about it when like you're sitting there like refreshing like the Netflix page. You're like, come on, let's do this. And then all of a sudden like one o'clock hits. All of a sudden it goes. All episodes available, and you're like, "Oh shit, let's do this," you know. <laughs> so I hit. I watched the first one. I was like, "Well, I've got to watch the second one." Yeah. yeah. And I watched the second one. I go, 
well, I've got to watch the third one. Yeah, I've got to be at the radio in about three hours, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, so I did it, and I fell asleep for a little while, then I woke back up, came back home from the radio, cat still asleep, and then I watched the fourth, and the fifth, and the sixth, like that. God. And then I had to go do the news, and I came back and I finished the other mm-hmm. two. So I watched it all in one day. Like, I marathoned the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say, the story's pretty simple. Yeah. You know, it's not anything super complicated. Uh, the first... I what? do. I do think you will have to have seen Daredevil season two for sure, and I think it might be good to slog through Iron Fist. Duh, Iron Fist to a degree. Jen had never seen Iron Fist, and, and she, I, was, she was she was all right. It, well, had, but she had she had her, questions. She had this, this nerd sitting there to be able to explain. Oh stuff well, to her. okay, yeah. yeah. If, you, if you've got a nerd handy to explain it to you, someone who has seen Iron Fist to explain it to if you. If you had to choose one of the other, I'd say Daredevil season two. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of Electra stuff and whatnot. Well, and the whole Black Sky thing yep. and the, the hand and all of that is yeah. laid out in Daredevil season. Because I'll say this because Cat was watching it. She's like, "Wait a minute, like wh- Electra died." And, you know, sorry to spoil Daredevil season two. It's been out. And I go, uh, I go, yeah. She's like. When did that happen? And I like like when they're on the rooftop and all that stuff. She's like, yeah. God, I must have slept through that. And, yeah. I go, and, and I go, No, it was in Daredevil season two. And she's like, Oh, <laughs> I should probably go back and watch that. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it'll it'll make it feel better. I mean, it's not a hundred percent necessary. You know, the, they kind of explain it and right. move on. They but, do an okay job of yeah. exposition, but yeah. uh, so simple. The action scenes are great. Yeah, there's some great, always, really good. You get your hallway fight scenes that as always. First, the episode where they all first fight yeah, together. Where they all first, the so four of them in the boardroom. Yeah. Oh. yeah, that was a great moment. Yeah, I, I had chills at that moment when they all four were suddenly there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sigourney Weaver is great. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think what's funny, Cat goes, "Why is everybody so afraid of her? Like, why didn't she? All she does is sit around and talk." And mm-hmm. I go, "Well, that's the Queen Bee right there. You don't fuck with the Queen Bee, mm-hmm. and the Queen right. Bee doesn't have to do shit because she's got a, you know her minions." And mm-hmm. I go, "But when the Queen Bee comes out, you're watch the fuck out." Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I will say this though: what is striking in this uh, series, cinematography mm-hmm. and the color schemes of it. Mm-hmm. In the first and second episode, when you a flash from Daredevil to Jessica Jones to Luke Cage to Iron Fist, it's like red. Yellow, purple, green. The lighting. Think, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. it's amazing! And then even just the tone. I mean, it almost feels like when they go to Luke Cage because they're always going for that '70s vibe kind of thing. Like, yeah, you know, black exploitation kind of thing, like like they did in the whole uh, in the series, Cage series. Yeah. yeah, it's like when it cuts to him, like he's right, he gets out of prison, and he's riding the subway into the town. It almost feels like it's like a '70s film. Like mm-hmm. that. I was like, this is fucking awesome. Well, I think it's really, really good. I, I think I, Luke I en- Cage is stealing the show. I was, though, I, well, I was just going to bring that up. I enjoyed the fact that he can joke now. Yep, because mm-hmm. he wasn't really able to joke too much in. Nope. In his series, he was and so like earnest. He was he was earnest, yeah, yeah. and he was trying hard to do the right thing. And uh, he was able to do some jokes in this one and yeah. be a little light and banter with uh, Danny Rand and banter with Jessica a and little bit and just to get a little bit of that tension back between those two again. That that was nice to it, see. It makes me so happy because one of my favorite comic books growing up was Power Man and Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I loved it, and uh, I was just like, it's, oh, and it's when all- they fought together, that part where. This is not it's, it's, it's not really the part where um, they're fighting and all the guys come in with the machine guns. Uh huh. And it's in the trailer, so yeah, that's not. Yeah, a spoiler. And so and like Iron Fist gets behind uh, you, Luke. Yeah, get, it, it, so he could take all the shots and comes out and does some more karate. I'm like, <laughs> that's right out of the comic books. See, <laughs> right? And, 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 that and was it looks their like move, Finn, yeah. jo- Finn Jones has almost learned uh, karate. He, he, yeah, he, he took some lessons. He has. <laughs> he's still. I, I still refer to him as the irritating Iron Fist, though. Yeah. He's still kind of. I started looking at it, no shit, like the, maybe because of the color schemes or whatever. I started looking at like, like the Ninja Turtles, and so I was like, "He's Michelangelo." Yeah. Like you're like, and then you've got I think Luke Cage is Donatello. I think Daredevil's your Leonardo, and I think 
uh, Jessica Jones is your Raphael. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, you've you've boiled it down there. That's brilliant. She's always like, "Fuck you guys." Like, yeah, she's she's but, Raphael. Uh, yeah. Oh, but when when uh, Iron Fist and Luke Cage meet up for the first time, mm-hmm. and he's like, just doesn't do a fucking thing. Like he's like, "Oh shit!" Oh, it's so good. But then, oh, but the speech that Luke Cage gives him, he's like, basically, check your privilege. Like you know, oh, that was that was a great scene. It's a great fucking scene. Yeah. So I'm loving it. I hope you guys enjoy it. There's some more things coming your way, but I think they did a great job. Well, me and Egg are going to finish it today. And they, well, stay till the end. As as Marvel is wont to do at the end of the episode, wasn't there a trailer? Maybe I turned it off too soon. Maybe you did. <laughs> Maybe you go back because uh, according to this story, uh, you get a a, a Punisher uh, trailer. Oh, see, I I question that. There's, so there's, there's got to no, be something. It's I know it's out on it's out on YouTube if you just want to watch it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the, according to this story, it's if you if you wait uh, till the last episode, it says first unveiled as a post credit sequence for the Defenders. Damn it, I should have done it. Uh, so it's there, and it's uh, it's John Bernthal. Yeah. Well, see, because in that trailer, like, they showed all Defenders, Defenders, and then all of a sudden he says, like, you know, looks like I came at the right time, or like that, and it shows him walking down the hallway. And, and then someone asked me, and I was like, no, the Punisher's not in there. Like, he never shows up in the actual series, so that's probably what they were showing. So yeah, I need to go back. <laughs> so there you go. But it is out there, and it is available now. Uh, let's see. We got uh, First Word, and it's just First Word, so don't... Don't start making a movie in your own head that uh, they're, the ben, Obi-Wan Kenobi film is in the works. And they've got a director. Mm. Who's going to play? Is it going to be you? They haven't cast it. They, haven't, it's gonna be they, have, they don't Obi? even have a script. Okay. They're just like, uh, we want you to direct the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. Let's work on it. Nice. And it's, uh, it is uh, Oscar-nominated director um, Stephen Daldry, who is uh, Billy Elliot and The Hours. Oh, some good movies. Okay. So that's it. There's no script. There's nothing. So don't make the movie in your head. Just know that they have a director. Oh, that's too late. And it's so a director for an Obi Wan movie? Do they? I mean, I mean, I'm asking questions in the sense that, like, are they going for you and McGregor? Like, are, that's what yeah. I just said. Yeah. yeah, they don't know. Yeah, maybe they can well, even do younger. They have an idea. A CGI Alec Guinness. <laughs> they have an idea, but they have not said. Yeah. So just please don't, don't do Jake Lloyd age in Obi Wan Kenobi. I don't give a shit. Let me just make a suggestion. Because I know that Lucasfilm listens to this podcast. Uh, there was a, a great couple of uh, issues of the Star Wars comic book that Marvel just put out recently that were Obi-Wan-centric on Tatooine. Mm. I'm just saying. Yeah? You've got a great starting point right okay. there. That's him, just me. Him creeping on Luke Skywalker just watching from the bushes. That's just me, yeah. <laughs> Luke is only seen in the distance <laughs> at, at any point. So Jake right. Lloyd won't be in anything because he's actually in a nut house. Did you know he, that? No, oh, I thought he was just I, in jail. I didn't want Jake Lloyd. I just they wanted... moved him to a psychiatric <clears throat> facility. See what George Lucas yippee! did. Yippee! You see the prequels. Yippee! The prequels hurt us all. Yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> so, I think it ruined that kid's life. I think it did. I think I'm. Ser- no, I'm not I think kidding. he I, let it ruin his yeah, life. Yeah, he could have yeah. embraced it. Exactly. Just, he he could have he could have Shatner and Nemoid it and embraced as, it. I'm sorry, but like you know, shit, man, put me in that movie and I'll take I'll cast the checks. I'll leave. I'll live right. just happily. I'll be right. fine. Uh, we got more information about the Galaxy Quest TV show. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that I, I told that. you about Is a few months ago. Is that not going to battle uh, McFarland's? Uh, no, no. It's uh, this is on Amazon, and uh, they have a writer, and uh, it is Paul Shear, who is uh, oh. very funny. Yeah. Uh, he uh, he acknowledged on his Twitter, "By Grabthur's hammer, I will write thee." <laughs> so. 
he's a he's he's kind of a nerd. He knows his pop culture, yeah. and uh, I and if anybody can do it, he can. Uh, he's yeah. so they're they're on their way. Are anybody from the original cast coming? That is unknown at this time. Yeah. Do you hear about the sequel that they're doing on YouTube? Uh, Red was it YouTube Red that they uh, apparently greenlit a sequel to the Karate Kid, and all the oh, actors, yeah, all yeah. the actors are coming back. Well, yeah. not one of them because he's dead. Oh, well, don't Pat you talk Marita. about Miss Miyagi like that? Pat Marita. Pat Marita's dead. Hey, don't man. you talk about Ralph Macchio's career like that? <laughs> That's the Ralph dead. Macchio still looks like he's 17. Yeah, he looks good. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Oh, and then there's uh, the Good Omens uh, miniseries I told you about. Mm-hmm. It will also be heading to Amazon. Uh, so, you'll again, another place you have to go to watch. And they have cast their two leads. Uh, for the uh, Neil Gaiman, Terry Pratchett book. Six one-hour episodes, Michael Sheen and David Tennant. Yeah. Uh, you've got, uh, uh, the show is set in 2018 on the brink of apocalypse. Well, it's funny because it's true. Well, as, as, as humanity prepares for final judgment. Uh, but uh, as Xerophale, a somewhat fussy angel, and Crowley, a demon, aren't enthusiastic about the end of the world and cannot find the Antichrist. Uh, Sheen will play uh, the angel. Tenet will play the devil. Nice. There you go. So that'll be Sweet. that'll be good. And uh, this lock and key uh, uh, project. Man, live if action. that's done right, that's going to be a cool, cool thing. It's uh, they've cast uh, they've cast uh, Locke, Nina Locke. Uh, it's British actress Frances O'Connor. Now, where is this going to be? This is. Let me see. Um, Hulu. Okay. Uh, this will be on Hulu, and Jesus I can't Christ. tell if it's a movie or if it's a series. I think it's a series. Lock and Key, comic book, of course, yeah. uh, written by Joe Hill. Stephen King's kid. Yes, Lock and Key horror fantasy revolves around three siblings who, after the gruesome murder of their father, move to their ancestral home in Maine, only to find the house has magical keys that give them a vast array of powers. Little do they know, a devious demon also wants the keys and will stop at nothing to attain them, so they've cast her as Nina Locke. Such a great comic book series. And uh, Joe Hill and Cameron Cuse um, are collaborating on the script, hour-long pilot. Okay, so it is a series. Uh, so they're working nice. on that right now. That is happening for realsies. Uh, this is also happening for realsies. Henry Juiced and Ariel Sherman, the filmmakers behind Catfish, are in final negotiations to direct a film ap- adaptation of the popular cop cam video game franchise Mega Man. Really? Yes. Those guys are actually pretty two cool guys. Yeah. I don't know, but that's such a like jump Big from jump. one to like you know ten. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing Mega Man. Masi Oka from Heroes and Shernan Entertainment will produce the movie for 20th Century Fox. They did that movie. Uh, I did the interviews for it. Uh, Nerve, like the James Franco and. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually all right. That know. wasn't bad. The, the concept was better than the movie. Right. <laughs> Is that the, the the game or whatever? Yeah, you're either a viewer, or you're you know you take the dares, and if you take the dares, you make money. But then it starts getting like fucked up. Now I've got this was my last bit, but I'm not going to present it here because you next next weekend mm-hmm. right are going to L.A. Yeah, to, to see it. Yeah. And this is all the information I have about the It House. I'm going to it. Which is, uh, it's yeah. free. Yeah. They've set, they built the uh, the house. Uh, well, it's the Kneebolt Street house from It. They yeah. built it on the corner of Hollywood and Vine. Yeah. That's crazy. And it's, it. Uh, I've seen footage and, and pictures. It looks like scary as shit. Oh, it looks fucking terrifying. Uh, but you can go through, it, it's, a, it's a haunt. Yeah. 
And uh, I'm, I'm not going to say anything more about it because Jimmy's here. But you can go to that'sWhereItLives.com, and you can, you know, it's just pretty much a reservation page. There's no pictures, but if you yeah. search for pictures on the internet, there, are lots of them out there, and you can take a look. It looks scary as yeah, fuck. Yeah, they're showing it. They're showing the movie to us at the Chinese theater, mm-hmm. and so I believe that's considered IMAX. I know they have that digital uh, projector that you know the black is black kind of thing, like everything looks crisp. They've and, got a uh, bunch of theaters in there, so it, they could be on an IMAX. I think they have an IMAX there. I I hope it's on the big one, because that, that screen's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then right after, they're taking us across the street to the house. To the house. And then there's we're going to do our stand-ups there, and then uh, I think they're going to let us go through the house, obviously. And then I think there's like like a little cocktail party after. <laughs> I'm like, I need a fucking drink. <laughs> you need a drink before you go to the house, trust me. I saw, the, I saw some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited. Well, so uh, this is broken news a week from today, right? Uh, t- today is the uh, 21st. So, so oh God, it's gonna be a hard day. So uh, next Sunday on when we do broken news, I'll 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 be back. You'll be back. Yeah, for it. So yes, we'll talk some shit. We'll talk some shit. <laughs> There's somebody who doesn't like it. It's it's uh, it's already tracking huge. Yeah, uh, that movie. I'm, people it, people are wanting to see this. I'm excited. Because, like, every person I've told them, like, yeah, I'm doing like I'm gonna go on the edge. They go, nope. <laughs> not seeing it, not a fucking chance like that. And then, like some people are like, I want to see it, but it looks fucking scary. Well, they're not. Then they won't last in the clown room. No, in the it house. <laughs> in the it house. Because I saw some shit. You're gonna, you're gonna see me with my face like the Annabelle picture, just face drained. And be like, exactly. No. <laughs> Stay tuned on so, KSL. <laughs> so that's so that's what I got. Uh, now you want to review? Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, I've got two of them. Hitman's Bodyguard and Logan Lucky. Yep. I'm, or uh, Lucky, is it? Lucky Logan. It, no, Lucky it's, Logan. It's Logan Lucky. It's Logan Lucky. I always get them confused. Yeah, it's Logan Lucky, because it should be Lucky Logan. Yeah. But it's, it's Logan not. Lucky. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's do Hitman's Bodyguard first. All right, so Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson, Ryan Riddle. Or excuse me, Nick Cage and Deadpool. That's right. And then you've got uh, <laughs> uh, Selma Hayek in there. And then you've got uh, Gary Oldman in there. No, not, not Nick Cage. Why did I say Nick Cage? Nick Fury. Nick Fury. <laughs> we were just talking about Nick Cage. Nick Fury. Uh, Nick, okay. Nick, like Nicholas Cage's ears were burning for a second. Like, yeah, oh, someone's talking oh. about me. <laughs> uh, so this, it's the story with a cast like that. You know, your expectations are high. Mm-hmm. And so the story is that Ryan Reynolds uh, uh, is the owner of a private protection agency for high-profile targets. So like, if you're a billionaire and someone's trying to fuck with you, like they'll get you from point A to point so A. There's a bodyguard. Yeah. And so, right in the beginning, well, it doesn't go as planned, and he loses a target. So, ah. so you know, they fast forward how many years later, and his life is shit. He's taking crappy jobs and just dealing with assholes. So, he'll take any job he can get. Well, he gets a call from uh, an old girlfriend who is uh, has the custody of Samuel Jackson, who is one of the best uh, hitmen in the world. And they have to transport him from point A to point B to where point B is the trial uh, against a dictator who's played by Gary Oldman, who's an asshole essentially, <laughs> and so he's like the witness, and so you got to get him there. And obviously, people are going to try to kill him before he can make make his you know speech. So, uh, with that said, uh, the action's good. There's some great camera work in there and stuff like that. That's where I stop because this movie sucks. Oh wow, this movie is fucking awful. I thought it w- so. They showed all the funny stuff in the trailer. I, if you consider it funny, I mean, <laughs> I just I I was. Shocked by this, like because they're both great actors. It should have worked. They because, have because Ryan Reynolds can play a straight man. Sure, and Samuel Jackson's a great actor too. But, yeah, I mean, but they there is no fucking chemistry between That's them. Too bad. I don't like. We were. I was sitting there like after like ten minutes. I'm like, I haven't really laughed at all. Like, what's happening? Like, and then I'm so and like 
Say, and it's funny, I, I had to, I, well, as we record this, I have to give this speech. I've done it once already uh, yesterday, but I have to do it again uh, without saying motherfucker on television. <laughs> but, like, I, vulgarity and, like, cursing and stuff like that obviously doesn't offend me at all. And so I don't give a shit. But when you do it just to do it, just to be like, like oh, gratuitous. Well, yeah, if you're like, we have an already, so we can say fuck as much as we want. I'm like, that just takes away from it. That's not creative. That's not, that's not comedic. You know, I just, that's just you being lazy and just being like, well, the teenager will laugh at the word fuck. And I'm like, well, that's great for them, but not me. And so that's where this film lies in. It's just, you mm. know, because you take a film and I can only relate it to it because of Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, okay. who says fuck nonstop, but they, Twisted a little bit, and they make it funny where he's saying something funny to imagine, not just like "ah oh, motherfucker" like that. And I'm like, all right, yeah. cool. So, I I was and Selma Hayek. Good lord, what the fuck movie were you in? Like, she is awful. In really? This movie. Yeah. I mean, she's gorgeous. I'll give her that. Oh, but yeah. Oh my god. I, I mean, just like hand on the face, just like wow. what is what is happening here? So yeah, it's just I hated it. And wow. the more I mean, it's been a week since I've seen it, and the more I think about it, the more I just. Really? Throw it to the ground. That's I just, too bad. So it's it's probably the biggest disappointment of 2017. That's so too far. bad. Yes. Yeah. So, oh. so I'm at one and a half. One and a half. Yeah. For Hitman's Bodyguard. Yeah. All Sorry. Right. I mean, there were a few lines I chuckled at, but looking back on it, no. well, well, then I I'm hoping to hear good things about Logan Lucky because Log- I'm I'm interested in this. Logan Lucky, Steven Soderbergh. He did all the Ocean's Eleven movies. Mm-hmm. He did Magic Mike. He's done some. More. He's done so many good movies. Yeah, he's yeah. he's a great director. Uh, and like in like TV movies and stuff. Oh yeah, too. yeah. He, didn't he do the Liberace he, one? Was that was him? that him? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, sorry. I just got a text message from Shannon. He said, "Drive safe and good luck. I love you." Oh, oh thanks, bud. I love you too. Isn't that nice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, uh, so I got a. Uh, the story is here. Shannon Tatum is on down on his luck. Uh, and he gets fired from his job, and he just can't pay his bills. He's got his daughter who wants to be a beauty pageant queen. And so he comes up with a scheme to uh, rob the NASCAR track. Uh, and so he comes up with, he decides to do it with his brother, Adam Driver, good old Kylo Ren, mm-hmm. who is missing an arm uh, from the war. And they own a, uh, he owns a bar. Uh, but they need, a, they need an explosives guy. Because Shantam's got the layout. He knows it because he knows the whole mm-hmm. of the plan. He knows how the money's transferred. But they need somebody to crack the safe. Well, and in walks good old bleach blonde <laughs> hillbilly Daniel Craig, who... Fucking steals the show. Like just, I, the trailer, I was just laughing my ass off. Oh, when he goes, I'm changing back here. No peeking. <laughs> no peeking. <laughs> I mean, that kind of shit. So uh, funny as Could fuck. Could you hand me my arm? Yeah. <laughs> Is it this one? <laughs> uh, it's funny as shit. It's so fucking funny. There's some. I, I, I was told it's a it's a redneck ocean's eleven. It's, they actually say it in the movie. I on on, on the newscast that you know because they performed the heist. I won't say how they did it to get caught. Whatever. I don't want to ruin anything. But um, they say they go. Everybody's called it the Ocean Seven <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but uh, the soundtrack's good. No, you know, I say soundtrack's good. We're not talking Atomic Blonde and we're not talking you know Baby Driver. But it's yeah. just got a good soundtrack. Um, uh, Chantame's great. Uh, Adam Driver is great. Uh, Seth MacFarlane's in there for a little bit. I will say that his roles and Sebastian Stan—they're kind of together. Yeah, are completely unnecessary. Like you could take the story out and it'd be really? fine. Yeah, okay. you could it'd be because that's the one thing. This it's a little long. Mm. And even Kat was saying that she's like, you could take out this, this, and this. I'm like, you're absolutely right. I think she's like, she's sketching on like what I see. And then there's like a part where like uh, I want to say it's Leanne Rhymes like sings "America the Beautiful" before the race starts. Yeah, the entire song. And I'm like, okay, we don't need that. Yeah, no. and then like his daughter sings at a pageant. The entire song. We don't, like, no, we don't need that. Sing, you know, 20 seconds and we can move on, you know. So there's, it can be cut down probably by about 20, 30 minutes easy without missing anything. No jokes, no nothing. I mean, it'd be fine. But beyond that, it's funny as hell. 
And so I'm at about, I keep saying three, three and a half. So I'll be generous today and say three and a half. So okay. It's funny. You'll enjoy it. It didn't do well this weekend. Yeah, it's, it wasn't, it's a, it wasn't marketed well. The marketing really I, sucked on it. I had no idea it was coming, and yeah. I just happened to see, I've only seen one trailer. Yeah. It was at Broovies. Yeah. I have, <laughs> you know? I, I was just playing around with my, you know, Xfinity, and they have a, a channel that's just trailers yeah. on their on-demand area. And sometimes I just go there, and, and I saw that when I went, huh? And, and saw it, well, it was a couple of months ago, I want to say. Yeah. Went, that, that looks really good. Marketing nowhere yeah. for this film. Yeah. Which I, is too bad. Well, I think, if I remember right, uh, and how did Hitman's Bodyguard do? It's uh, It did okay. Yeah. Yeah, it did It did okay. Uh, the reason I say that is because you got the two big stars in there. I think it's the same company. Oh. So I think they kind of had two two movies coming out the same day. Oh. So that seems like a conflict of interest. Yeah. So I, I'm 99% sure that it's within the same same umbrella. All right. <laughs> so there you have that. Well, I, I will see that as soon as I can. Yeah, it's good. Um, let's see. What else we got going? Do you I got a, I told you, I, I got a, a story for you. Well, I, I saw you, we were in, in our little chat room that we have. Yeah. The, the Geek Show chat room. Yeah. Also known as the Get Swifty Crew. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you you meant you mentioned to everybody. Fuck it, I'm going to the toy store. That play, that was a busy chat room this weekend. That was <laughs> burned up this weekend. I say fuck this. I'm going to Toys R Us. Yep, <laughs> yep. Uh, so uh, just a little lesson in toy hunting. Okay. So if you live in the Salt Lake general area, mm-hmm. we have one Toys R Us. Yeah. And so, so sad. And so uh, so one on State Street, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so Egg and I've been going there, and he's and Egg's been looking for this particular transformer for a long time. Egg, if you know Egg, he loves his transformers. He loves and so it's it's a it's the Trypticon. It's one of those big ones. Yeah, like they always come out with one year, one big one. And we always walk in. They never have it. Never have it. Never have it. So yesterday, I was like, I got shit to do. So like, let's go to one of the other ones. It's like you know a good solid forty miles away. Like oh that, really? Yeah, thirty miles, give or okay. take, whatever. And I was like, let's just do it. I got fucking. You want to do it? Yeah, let's fucking do it. So we drive to to the other one. And, uh, in, what, in Layton? Yeah, I was Layton. That was oh, Layton. Oh, okay. One. I was so, going to say, because the Orem one is pretty good. But I don't want to anyway. do an yeah. <laughs> so, All right. Uh, so we pull into the parking lot. We're walking in, and it's a different layout. And I go, but I've been here before, because mm-hmm. Anime Bonsai is up there. Yeah, yeah. And so I go, it's in the back left. That's where all like Star Wars and all that. So we walk back there. We turn the corner, and what the fuck? There's a girl and a guy sitting there, and he's holding the Trypticon. Mm. Right? I hate that. I, yeah. I hate that. And I was like, oh, you motherfucker. Oh, that's happened right? to me. Oh, that's happened fucking... to me a couple of times. So so Egg just goes, you can see on his face, like, God damn it. I mean, he's been looking at it for it for at least a couple months. And so uh, so he walks past him just and goes around the, like hooks to the other aisle. It goes like where Star Wars is. And I stop because he's sitting there. She's holding it. He's on his phone typing and goes, What's like what's the barcode number? What's the barcode? Like that? Like I go, he's not. He's not like he's debating. Like like if you if it was egg, grab that motherfucker and go. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so so I go. I'm gonna I'm gonna eavesdrop a little bit because I'm gonna act like I'm really into like wrestling figures. You know, it's because it's right next to it. It's because it's wrestling, Transformers, and then Voltron. So I'm sitting there here, and he goes, "Well, does he want it or not? Does he want it or not?" Like that. And so he's like, "I'm texting. I'm texting." So they leave. They start heading out. I'm like, "Oh shit!" Well, and I go around the corner to egg. I'm like, oh, no. they started walking away." And he's like, "Shit!" And he's like, "I couldn't even see if there was another one because they were just standing there." And so I go, well, let me look. And I go back over there, and I'm looking through the transform thing. Nothing. I was like, Damn it. So, so then he comes back, right? They come back with the still with, Trypticon. With, with oh, okay. So then they hook around the other side, and I can hear him. And he goes, well, look, I can get one, but I can't get two. And he goes, but I could put $10 down and like that. And I go, wait, what? And so he comes back and grabs like a 30 or 40 because I'm sitting there like looking at like Voltron now or something. And he grabs like a shitty like thirty dollar figure of Transformers, and he goes around and goes, "I can get, I can get one, but not two. I'll put ten dollars on because I guess I'm assuming you can do layaway 
I guess they still do layaway. I don't know. Never done it. So I go, oh, you fucking cheap bastard. I was like, you're not even going to pay. You know, you're going to put it on layaway like that where this kid wants it right now. And so I'm like, fuck, like that. And so then I hear him say he wants it too. He wants it. And so as I'm doing that, I... I'm looking at the now. Voltron has these giant, you know, the the main figure with all the lions and stuff, yeah, yeah. big fucker thing. And so I'm looking at, it, I kind of pull one out, and then uh, so I'm looking at it, and he comes around back like behind me, and then but he's now he's looking down at, towards the halfway down the aisle, and then I see there's another Voltron behind it. But then I look behind that, there's a gap, and I go, and I open it. He has stashed another Triptychon behind it. Yeah, <laughs> people people fucking do that yeah. all the time. I, well, I did it too. It. But here, this is where I'm gonna get to the lesson. So I go. Okay. I go, oh fuck! Like he hit it because he was getting it for his friend. He's like, I can't get both of them, but I can get one. So he's gonna buy his. Yeah. He doesn't have three hundred bucks because they're one hundred fifty bucks a pop. And Egg sitting right there, and I look. I'm giving him this wide eye look. I yank that motherfucker and slide it to Egg's legs. He just grabs it and just starts walking out. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and you could see that guy's face. He was oh. pissed like that. I go, here's the lesson, folks. If you're gonna do this kind of shit, if you're gonna buy two of one thing, that's fine. That's your prerogative. You yeah. have every right to do it. There's no rules against it unless they say one per customer. But hold them both. Hold them both until in your possession until you're ready to get rid of it. Second of all, if you're gonna stash it, I used to stash it all the time. Yeah. And um, you take it to the baby aisle. Take it to the baby aisle. You stick, <laughs> yeah. you stick, you stick you never, it to the baby crib. Exactly. You never or, hide. You never hide in the same aisle where you're sure where you yeah. found it. Yeah. And then the other trick is uh, back in the day. I don't think you do this anymore. What I used to do, and this is a fun little side story. Uh, back then, I used to collect Star Wars figures. Uh, the little metal grates like that, you know, underneath, you could pop them open. Yeah. And you could see all the power cords going underneath. And yep. I'd put shit under there and hide it and, like, and lock it down. Yep. Uh, I did it one time. Uh, and I used to collect shit all the time. I'd come back because, you know, I worked at McDonald's when I was 14. And I'd come back and, like, you know, win my paycheck. And so one time I put, it was the Han Solo and Luke Skywalker and Stormtrooper outfits with Ch- uh, Chewie and the Chains, a little three-pack. Oh, yeah. So I bought a couple of them, but I put one that, you know, for my friends. And I just forgot about it. And I think I went, you know, we did, I forgot, whatever. And three years had passed. I went back to that Toys R Us, lifted that grate. It was still there. Still there. It was like an inch, inch of fucking dust. And I was like, whoosh, and like blew it all off and wiped it down like that, you know? Took it up to the front. I go, I'd like to buy this, please. Like that, you know, just for fun. I mean, I already had it, but it was just, it was a good story. Yeah. And she goes, it's not in the system anymore. It's not in the system. I go, that's weird. Like they, that, you know? they, they chalked it up to shoplifting. Yeah, well, yeah. And so I just go, uh, well, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to buy it. She goes, you know, manager comes in and goes, I don't know, five bucks. Like then I go, sure, sold. <laughs> <laughs> so lesson learned to that kid in Layton. Sorry. And if you listen to Geek Show, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Eggs enjoying his toy. Right. <laughs> I'll bet he is. All right. Oh, <laughs> it was, we were fucking giggling the oh, whole drive funny. home. Just la- I go, God, man, I you know this whole week and world is full of shit. But it's the little things, eggs. You get this. It's the fucking little things. You get these these small victories. You yeah, know? loved it. So there you go. That's There's a awesome. lesson in toy hunting. That's awesome. <laughs> so there you have it. Okay, we're about to get back to the episode. I haven't decided what to name it. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Uh, you want to take a vote? Is a choice. Okay. Two. Soup shorts. Okay. Or flabby normal. I like Flabby Normal. Uh, me too. Okay, so that's the name. I don't even know who said it. We're uh, gonna we're gonna get back to the episode. Flabby Normal. Hey, uh, hmm? don't burn your eyeballs out today. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. If it's Monday and you're well, you're you're not. <laughs> yeah, don't look at don't look directly at the sun. Oh, no, that's, before, gonna, yes. that's gonna be my whole day tomorrow. I know it. Before Twenty we, little kids. Before, don't cook your fucking eyeballs. Before we uh, get back to the episode, <laughs> Flabby Normal. Do you have the uh, Monaco information? I do. Because uh, Comic-Con, we're finally excited about Salt Lake Comic-Con. Yeah. Um, 
No, Hud- give me a second. Hudson, stop barking. This is not a Kevin Smith podcast. <laughs> Asshole. Uh, <laughs> I yelled. He hates me. Oh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But uh, I do have this information. We will be doing a Geek Show live panel slash podcast recording at Salt Lake Comic Con this year, September twenty first. That's a Friday. Okay. Room two fifty one A at five p.m. Okay. So that's Friday of the Comic Con, the second day of the con at five p.m. So uh, if if you want to come and see us do this live. <laughs> Yeah, you certainly can. We're spread out throughout panels, throughout the days. I don't have anything on Thursday. Neither do I. I just have Friday and Saturday. And they've double booked me for one, so I'm not talking about my schedule yet because it's it's like, do you, I do I do the Adam West panel or do Jimmy, I do the Did you toy not have panel? anything on Thursday too? Was it you? Yeah, I have nothing on Thursday. No, I, ah. I told the guys. I just said, hey, put me, if you guys need anybody, just put mm-hmm. me because I'm a busy bee. I don't like sitting around. Well, they're kind of keeping us loose for uh, the celebrity panels. Yeah, I got case. that. Too. So you know. It yeah. happens. I'm but, okay. With uh, it. But yeah, so that's the Geek Show recording. Also, we are we are on for 50 West. We're going to do two live shows. Those are free shows. That's the club that's a block away from the from the Salt Palace. That will be Saturday night. Doors at seven. Or no, doors at. Let me check on that. Let me check on. It's that. It's always a good time. <laughs> but just know that we'll be doing two live shows. One just a regular podcast kind of episode where we'll take your questions. The second show is going to be match game. <laughs> where c- two contestants from the audience are going to try to match the Geek Show panelists. Uh, so nice. that will be Saturday night at 50 West. you got to be 21 because they serve liquor there. And uh, they also have food as well, but it will be a free show. You can just come in and see it. Uh, so that will be Saturday night of the con. That will be the uh, 23rd. No, 22nd. Huh? Friday? It's going to be so much fun. 22nd, 22nd, yeah. Uh, so there's that. And we're all staying at the Monaco, which is uh, also a block away <laughs> from the Salt Palace, where it's all happening. And uh, this is how you get a discounted room deal. This now, should let's work. Let's throw it over to the king of noise complaints, Jimmy Martin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. So I'm going to give you the front desk number first. It is 801-532-8500. Now, that's going to go to the front desk of the Salt Lake Hotel. That yes. should not be their little call center. Yes. When they pick up, say, I need to talk to in-house reservations. Those are the words you have to use. That should be it. And then they'll send you to hopefully to the right spot and then say, I want the Geek Show deal, Comic-Con deal. They should have it ready. Now, at this time, I can't, because it's been a little while since we announced it first, and they only have a limited number of rooms. They might be sold out by now. I need to, I need to talk to my contact. But, but uh, give it a try anyway. Give it a try. Uh, and if that doesn't work, I'll give you his number, because he's a nice guy. Uh, ask for Jared at 801-990-9733, and he definitely knows All right. about the Comic-Con So deal. Jared knows. So, But try the first one, the front desk first, just so not to bug Jared. All right. But the, the in-house reservation should work. All right, there you go. Okay, let's get back to the episode Flabby Normal. Please to enjoy. Serving the meek, the geek, and the freak in your life since 1982, Cabin Fever is located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East. So much more than a card store. In addition to their mini arcade Space Invaders and Pac-Man, they've unveiled the next three mini arcade games, Frogger, Centipede, and Asteroids. Each game is approximately four inches wide and six inches tall. Collect them all for the absolute best desk in the office or introduce these classics to the little geek in your life. Cabin Fever's been providing customers with hand-picked greeting cards, gift wrap, tin signs, lunchboxes, books, and gifts since it opened its doors in 1982. They're celebrating 35 amazing years. 
Cabin Fever also has coloring books in all three forms, Meek, Geek, and Freak. They've also got steampunk figures, nuts and bolts action figures, including Predator, Alien, and Boba Fett, Boba Fett, Funko Pop, Reaction, and as always, Mr. Bill, Gumby, and Pokey. Go to the place with all the Meek, Geek, Freak, and Retro Chic. It's Cabin Fever on the corner of 500 South and 700 East inside the heart of Trolley Square. So much more than a card store. Oh, and they have bicycle bells, too. Bling, bling. Salt Lake Comic Con 2017 is coming September 21st through the 23rd at Salt Palace Convention Center. Meet celebrity guests like Hollywood legend Dick Van Dyke, Elijah Wood, a.k.a. Frodo from Lord of the Rings, Val Kilmer from Top Gun and Batman, John Burenthal from The Punisher, 16 Candles John and Joan Cusack, Back to the Future's Christopher Lloyd, plus Michael Rooker, Rob Schneider, and more. Geek out with stars from your favorite fandoms like Guardians of the Galaxy, Walking Dead, Star Wars, Doctor Who, and Back to the Future. Get your discounted passes today at SaltLakeComicCon.com. Talking about sex can be uncomfortable. And you know it shouldn't have to be. At Black Velvet Boutique, they believe there's no shame in sex or wanting to be educated about sex. Black Velvet Boutique is an all-inclusive, judgment-free shopping environment. They emphasize positive relationships between partners and with oneself. Black Velvet Boutique, they're located on 293 South State Street in Clearfield, Utah. You can go to blackvelvetboutique.com or give them a call, 801-525-1583. They're open seven days a week. They are locally owned and operated, staffed by some really cool, fun, compassionate, and caring women, Dawn and Leah. Very supportive, very passionate about making sure that uh, their customers have a positive experience. You're free to shop anonymously or engage with any of the Black Velvet Boutique staff. They're interested in building honest dialogue and relationships with their customers and helping people make informed choices. Black Velvet Boutique is its not a porn store or a novelty store. It's for grown-ups who enjoy or want to enjoy sex. Black Velvet Boutique, huge advocates of self-care, which is about understanding your body and sexual needs and desires. Visit them at their store, 293 South State Street in Clearfield, or call them. Ask them about their free workshops, Black Velvet Boutique. And we're back from broken news. Everything's Woo! fine. Everything Everything's is great. fine. Everything's fine. Everything is great. Everything Calm is down. grand. Eat your yogurt. Everything's fine. <laughs> but so... the fruit's at the bottom! But I'm lactose intolerant! You gotta mix it. Just mix it. You know, we do have alternatives to your really? full dairy yogurt. Where at? Half dairy yogurt? I'd, I'd say every single grocery store that you could go to has uh, silk silk vegan uh Well, I was going to ask, I was gonna ask you, and, it's, and it's, I haven't looked mm-hmm. very close at it, but Ben and Jerry's, they have one? Yeah, they have a dairy-free, uh, dairy-free ice cream. Uh, yeah. Most of their flavors have translated, and it's really good. And yeah. if they weren't owned by Unilever, I'd probably buy it more. But oh, okay. it's really funny that they put out a vegan ice cream, the company that owns them tests on animals. Oh, okay. uh, I used to believe in the Americone dream. Yeah, <laughs> I still do. I, I do. I, I go through this all the time with people, uh, people of Asiatic descent, people of African descent, are largely lactose intolerant, and have a really hard time digesting lactose. Yeah. Um, you know what? Uh, there are so many great alternatives out there that don't involve cows that actually taste really, really good. So it's uh, all, it's all panthers. It's all panther milk. No, it's it's you know if you're baking, you sex can, panther. If yeah. you're baking, you can use hemp milk. Uh, you can use all kinds of different hemp things. Milk? Wait, hemp milk. What? Hemp how do you milk marijuana? Yeah. Yeah, hemp it's, is not you marijuana. You stroke it really good. Hemp is not marijuana. Okay. How do you milk hemp? Uh, you, you grind it. 
It's the same I've way never you, seen uh, nipples yeah, on me neither. hemp. And and Mill Kemp, one of the great band leaders from the 40s. Mill Kemp was great. Yeah. Yeah. Mill Kemp and, <laughs> his, and, his, and his traveling friends. And his traveling friends. I read this interview about a couple of weeks ago. It was in The Hollywood Reporter, and it's, it's my favorite story uh, for a while. And it's uh, an interview with Donald Glover. Thank you for changing the last name. And, you know, they, uh, they, they talk about... Uh, Atlanta, and they talk about all the stuff that he's doing. And he, he had this particular story that I just loved. Uh, because, you know, he's, he's playing young Lando. Right. And so as soon as he was cast, he's like, I've got to talk to Billy D. Williams. Of course you do. I've got to sit down with Billy D. Williams. With a Colt 45. Yes, and, and i got to talk mm-hmm. to him. And he says, uh, so three months after being cast, uh, Glover uh, talked about, you know, he's sitting there with Billy D. Williams, and he's talking about ideas that he had for the character. I was like, I've always felt that this character could do this, and he represents this, and I kind of feel like he comes from here. It's very obvious that he has a lot of taste, so maybe he grew up seeing that from afar, because I'm like that. Maybe he saw it from other planets and was like, I want to be that. Uh, He just... He, he just going on about how you know the, the the intricacies of the Lando character, and maybe maybe it's this, and maybe it's this. And what Billy D. And say. Billy D. Just let him ramble on. And he, finally, I was like, "So what do you think?" And Billy D. goes, "Yeah, I don't know about all that." <laughs> <laughs> You're making my head hurt. He says, I don't know about all that. Just be charming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you're, what are your first lines? Hello, what do we have here? You know, what do we have here? <laughs> Hello, what have Truly we here? So, Space pimp. So that's it's like Billy Dee Williams. Just like uh, I was just, you know, yeah, so I was just being cool and reading the fucking lines. That's, that's, I was being Billy D. <laughs> so there's this, there's this X on the floor. You stand on it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it should be? Like? There was a camera on. <laughs> <laughs> I was in space. <laughs> I think you watch Bingo Long's Baseball Circus and you get everything you need to know about Billy D. Williams. I mean, that guy with that beard gave me a cape. That was kind of cool. But <laughs> Space beard. <laughs> I just love that story. Uh, let's see. Uh, Riz Ahmed is uh, being uh, cast in the Venom movie. There's a good hip-hop star. <sighs> Riz Ahmed does some good fucking hip-hop. I, I heard I he has. The name. I haven't heard yeah, it yet. Riz, Riz Ahmed is a social activist and a good hip-hop artist and uh, he's, he's also in Rogue One. Yes. He's what? the Imperial Defector. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So he's a, he's, he's a damn good actor, but oh. but his yeah. I heard I heard this. I heard his stuff on NPR. No, he does. He does <laughs> I listen to NPR. He does some very good political hip hop, huh. which yeah. you know, it's hey, not cool. like anybody he's, has ever done political hip hop before. He's a he's a hell of an actor, but they're not saying what he's being cast, uh, what character he is playing. But uh. he is, he's going to be in it, and uh, the director is Ruben Fleischer, who directed Zombieland. What? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I was so, hoping maybe it was the descendant of Max Fleischer who did all those 1940s Superman cartoons. Almost Wait. makes me care about a Venom movie. Almost. Ruben yeah. Fleischer's directing it. That's kind of yeah. up the alley of uh, the guys with the the Han Solo movie. I mean, what, what guys with the Han Solo? Movie? Well, I mean, they're gone now. It's yeah, Ron Howard. Yeah. I get it, but you know, uh, I'm I'll go see it. Tom Hardy, sure. Why not? I, I if they could just. Do it without Venom. Are they going to put his mask on? <laughs> 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 you said they could do a Venom movie without Venom. Yeah, I'd be go. all over it. I think I'm right. I'm in Lee's yeah. camp. Um, uh, this uh, broke last week, and everybody was talking about it. Uh, the Munsters. 
Didn't they try to reboot this already a couple years ago? They did. And, and it was terrible. I thought it was brilliant. It was amazing. I thought it was brilliant. Eddie Izzard's Grandpa Monster was oh, amazing. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, that was yeah. good. Oh, that was good. Yeah. Portia de Rossi is yeah, Lily. That, Wasn't it Singer? Wasn't it Prince? No, it was, uh, uh, it was the Pushing Daisy guys. Yeah. Um, Brian the, Murphy. Yeah. No. No. Oh my God! What is wrong with us? Um, Brian name, Fuller. Brian Fuller. That's Brian Fuller. Brian Fuller from from uh, Ameri- Pushing Daisies and American, American Gods. Gods. But it was a yeah. one-off, right? It, well, it was supposed. It was a pilot. Supposed to but be. But it a just series. never took off, though. It yeah. was called Mockingbird Lane. I got it right here. Uh, wasn't wasn't that's right. wasn't Jerry O'Connell? Yeah, Jerry O'Connell. The, the, that's right. Yeah, it was Herman Munster, and yeah. and they addressed the whole Frankenstein thing mm-hmm. in that sometimes his parts would start to rot, yep. and they had to get him new, new parts. Ones. I thought it was. Fucking hilarious! I thought it was and brilliant. It was Actually, so weird. Now thinking back, I think I thought it was. And you can too. see it on YouTube. It's, yeah, it was it's so there. weird. I think Fox looked at it and said, "Eh, pass." I thought it was brilliant because uh, Lily, uh, she had. We saw her powers. She wasn't just the housewife. She no. had powers, and she was a powerful. And Grandpa character. was creepy. Grandpa was creepy, creepy as fuck. And and uh, Eddie was going through puberty, uh-huh. which meant he was starting to turn into a wolf, and he didn't realize what was happening. To and spontaneously <laughs> wolf out. He's yeah. getting hair in weird places. Exactly. So, so they're it doing it brilliant. again, though. But they're doing a new monsters. This yeah. one, it, it will be a comedy, where that one was not. I hope it's like the Chips movie. Um, I watched what? 20 minutes of that and I had to turn it off. I was Ugh. like, this is terrible. So, not bad. Here's, yeah. here's, here's, where, here's where it comes from. Um, it's uh, Seth Meyers is involved in producing it. Now, Seth Meyers, very funny, mm-hmm. good comedy writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it follows the members of an offbeat family who are determined to stay true to themselves but struggle to fit in hipster Brooklyn. They're moving it to Brooklyn. Now, the original Munsters <laughs> took place in a fictional suburb in California. Mockingbird Heights, mm-hmm. uh, but they're moving it to to Brooklyn now. So they won't be at thirteen thirteen Mockingbird Lane anymore. Maybe I don't know. You uh, know the streets named now again. It's here's here's the two reasons I'm going to give this a chance. Seth Meyers first of all, and Jill Kargman, who I know this is I I and there are I have like four favorite shows where the stars of the shows are suburban housewives, and I'm enjoying the shit out of all these shows. Cougar and, I, and I shouldn't. They're not for me, but they're incredibly funny. Right. Uh, one of them is Andrea Savage. I'm sorry. Hmm. Hilarious. Is that fucking, good? It's really fucking the, funny. The one on, uh, on True uh, TV? True TV. Uh, one of those channels, but it's called yeah. It's called I'm Sorry. Yeah. It's brilliant, and she is amazing. This one, Jill Cargman is in uh, her book, uh, Odd Mom Out, which is I'm currently watching this series called Odd Mom Out, and I shouldn't be enjoying it. But I am. It's really fucking funny. I think Kat's watching that. So that's the reason I'm going to give this a chance is because you've got some very funny people involved in this. That's why I will give this uh, new Monsters a Here's chance. Is that is, is Odd Mom Out where the kids are on the playground and the one goes, oh, he's acting like a cunt? No, that's I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the mom's like, I don't know what to, I don't know what to do. Oh, God, Jesus. <laughs> no, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry had a, had a brilliant scene. So did, did you like the, uh, the Drew Barrymore zombie show? That's that's another Santa one. Clara diet. Yeah, Santa, Santa Clarita, Clarita diet. diet. Santa that's Clarita. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's there in in I'm sorry. It's it's just great because uh, the, the the babies are there and it says, oh he's a he's a little flirt. Watch out for him. He's a little flirt. And the woman goes, oh what about this cutie? She's a real cock tease. She's jeez. <laughs> <laughs> She goes, no, I just you did it with flirt, and I just I was turning it around, and yeah. I'm oh god, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, another remake. Maybe I'll check that out. 
It's very funny. I, the commercials and, look funny. And I'm in love with Andrea Savage. That's just all yeah. there is to it. She's, yeah. I'm in love with her. Uh, let's see. Here's another remake. American Werewolf in London. No. 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 I'll give it a chance. No. Show me what you've got. <laughs> no. <laughs> why, no. Why are you throwing stuff at me, Lee? No. No. Mm, candy. <laughs> Ooh, piece of candy. Now, you're throwing candy at I had... <laughs> Have I, your diabetes. <laughs> I, had, I had somebody ask me about this a couple of weeks ago. They said, what do you think of this remake of American Werewolf in London? Now, I had read those stories, and I didn't like the news sources. I hope we go to war before that happens. Um, but this... <laughs> No, nope. this is this is in <laughs> fact happening. No, uh, John Landis, who it's his movie. Uh-huh. He's one of my favorite directors, even though he gets his actors killed. Um, oh, jeez, Carrie, go dark. You man. saw Twilight Zone. I right? saw the footage of it. That's right. <clears throat> I, I was piloting the helicopter. <laughs> well, you're a shitty pilot. I, well, obviously, I was <laughs> nine. Get better. Um, I mean, seriously, who lets a nine-year-old fly a helicopter? <laughs> but uh, and uh, John Landis and Anthony Waller, who made the you know Landis did the original, and Waller mm. did American Werewolf in Paris. Who cares? Uh. They recently closed the deal with Universal for the remake rights. Uh, it's still in early development. Enjoy your blood money, you asshole. Like I said, I thought it was a rumor, no. but no. here's who's in charge of it. Uh, John Landis's kid. Max Landis. Max Landis. Yeah, he will. Uh, he will be involved in it. Uh, also produced by Robert Kirkman. Uh, so cool. They'll get stuck on the farm for a year. Um, they have a budget. <laughs> I w- I would just say, watch the original. It's brilliant. Yeah. The, I, the one of the best scenes in in my opinion in in horror movie history is the movie theater scene. Yes. Yep. When where, all of the deceased come to haunt where, him. Yes, where the guy who turns into a werewolf is just hiding out in a movie theater. In a porno house. And, yeah, and all of the victims. All the people he's killed, yeah. They're, they're and, ghosts and are, the, the are there. I need to the, watch the, that again. The practical makeup effects are stunning, and it is still to this day, there are two werewolf transformation scenes that I say mm-hmm. are, are hands down, bar none, the best werewolf transformation mm-hmm. scenes. It's this one, mm-hmm. which it just looks painful. You and then, say it. Uh, Fright Night. Oh, Fred A is a good one. I was going to say Evil when Evil is a good one too, though. Yeah, but, but he's uh, a wolf man, yeah, as opposed yeah. to a werewolf. Yeah. But when Still Evil creepy. Ed becomes uh, the, the 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 werewolf at the towards the end of uh, Fright Night, it's it's pretty staggering. But I was so. just having a conversation the other day about horror films and the degree of like because uh, you were talking about Eli Roth because the the Death yeah. Wish trailer, man. Because Hostel is. Hard to watch. Oh, it is. It or is. I cannot. That shit still fucks me up. Or do you go to the other route? And I, I'll say Annabelle because that's the one. I, like, where it's like not gory in the sense, but it's like you know, you know, background and like you know, a head turns. You're like, oh fuck that. Like you know, like that kind yeah. of shit. Like, what's the better route of a horror film? Or are they both good? Or or do, or do we split them off into their own categories? I mean, because in my opinion, your 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 werewolf movie, your vampire movie, is not the same as your possessed doll movie yeah. or as your uh, as your exorcist. You know, movie scared the shit out of me. Mm. Like in the eighties, was problem uh, child. Like it was creepy. Oh my god, it was so scary. No, um, <laughs> Prince of Darkness. That's a great John film. Carpenter's that is movie. A great where, fucking film. Uh, Alice Cooper is playing that possessed mm-hmm. fucking hobo. Yep. Woo! I think I think no, I think no, atm- no, atmospheric. No. Uh, terror can be fun, but yeah. I I like I like the supernatural stuff. Do you like less is more? 
I do yeah. because I mean you look at you look at I'll go back to Fright Night still one of my favorite 80s horror movies and movie it's it's film. a little bit schlocky because now you get some a lot of shoulder pads and you know uh, Marcy from next door is the the not believable high school sweetheart yeah. but they really pay homage to Hammer Horror they really uh, Roddy Mc, is it was it Roddy McDowell Roddy McDowell, Roddy yeah. McDowell mm-hmm. was just fantastic as as uh, as the, the the horror movie host that has to go and, and attack Jerry Dandridge, the yuppie <laughs> next door. That's I mean, it's it's almost a parable I, for the dangers of gentrification, right? Yeah. I love that. I love the remake of it. The remake I still haven't seen, night? and I feel terrible. Yeah, about yeah. It. I thought it was yeah, fan fucking fantastic. Uh, it's like it's one of the few, you should watch it because I really it's one of the should. few remakes oh, you seen that it. takes a oh. takes a really cool concept and makes it better. Well, I I didn't want to miss it, but American Werewolf in London is one of those movies. That I mean, you had so many werewolf movies in the early eighties. Mm-hmm. You had American Werewolf. You had all the Hunger movies. Uh, mm-hmm. Fucking hun- uh, yeah. the Hunger Three. You had the Wolfen. Wolfen. Yeah. Oh, Rick Baker was busy. Rick Baker was <laughs> super busy, yeah. and and I think some of them were far better than others. But American Werewolf in London was Frank Oz directed that. Yeah, and That's there so is funny. there is a scene where he wakes up in the wolf enclosure at the London Zoo, yeah. and he runs out, steals a kid's balloons. So here's the and, and this is after after literally ripping people to shreds in the most graphically horrific manner possible. And it wasn't at the Dr Pepper guy. Yeah, he, <laughs> it was David Naughton. So you had this, you had this, yeah. this little kid off camera. Mommy, a naked American stole my balloons. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Yeah. I mean, the whole movie's funny. The moment the movie ends to Blue Moon. Yeah. The uh, and, and who's who plays his uh, dead buddy? Uh, it's uh, Griffin Dunn's kid. Griffin. His his oh, no, it's, it's Griffin Dunn. Dunn. Oh, yeah, because yeah. it's uh, his father is in the Blues Brothers, like, yeah. and his yeah. and his and his buddy um, is decomposing through the entire yeah, movie. and and telling him and the only way to stop this is you yourself. have to kill yourself. Yeah, yeah. you know, God, yeah. It's that's such what a you get for taking a shortcut across the Scottish moors. You mentioned it's it's sad that I, this comes to my mind because you said Frank Oz directed it, and I mean the guy is a brilliant man. I mean yeah. Yoda. Uh, but there's a. Oh wait, he didn't direct it. He was in it. No, Never no, mind. Landis directed. Yeah, Landis directed. Landis directed. Frank but you Oz is in it. But yeah. you mentioned Frank Oz as, as a director, and there's a movie called The Score that mm-hmm. came out many years ago, and it was. I love that movie. It was, well, there's a story about that movie. Is that it was Robert De Niro, Edward Norton, and uh, Marlon Brando. Yeah. Marlon Brando had been on a fucking island for like years, and they finally got him to come back to cinema. And there was this, it, all his scenes take place like in a steam bath kind of thing, and he actually <laughs> said on set, "I will not be directed by a fucking Muppet," and so. Uh, I think De Niro had to, to direct those scenes because he would not be direct. I go, why'd you tell that fat asshole to fuck off? What, the heck? <laughs> <laughs> what a prick. Jeez. But I, I I mean, you know, I, I love the fucking movie. I love American mm-hmm. Werewolf in London. It's it's very special to me. But yeah. at the same time. Show me what you At the got. same time, <laughs> I go back to that final scene where the werewolf is walking through the crowd and it's so clearly a robot (laughs) and so clearly 1980 i know but it takes me it took me out because that whole film building up to that i was there and then the robot werewolf and it pulled me out it didn't it didn't affect the impact of the movie to me because when he when he dies at the end that's very sad and it's a great it's a great shot spoiler alert gun down in the (laughs) gun down like a dog in an alley exactly cue to blue moon and um it's but i will still show me what you got i i guess i think it's to me 
If they make it better. No, like, but that's my thing. Is like make it better. There's filmmakers out there that have visions I because mean, like, they can. Like, hey, I love this as a kid. So I'm gonna make your own werewolf. I have movie. visions, Jimmy. It's great. But the, you know, you can say that. But the way the world works now, it's it's packaging. Because I, well, I know it's a I know, name I know, in your I mean, brain. Come on, Valerian bombed because no one was familiar with the material. Exactly. If Valerian had been a remake of Fifth Element. If you called it Fifth Element, it would have been just fine. Yeah. If you'd have called it, ah, but, but then another generation. But then you, but then you get Showtime. Yeah. Showtime did Penny Dreadful for what three, four seasons? Uh-huh. Uh, great atmospheric Victorian uh, uh, monster show. I you're, mean, it's got everything from from Frankenstein's to werewolves to to fucking Dorian, Dorian Gray. You're, mm-hmm. you're dealing in a world that has the attention span of nothing. So I, and I I, I kind of mourn our loss of attention span. Sure. I I, I think I, I think of. Thanks, I think MTV. Of, uh, Look I think at our of, fucking president. I think of the fact that Dan, I think that Daniel Radcliffe sinking his Harry Potter fortune into trying to bring back Hammer Horror and having it not work because people are like, huh? Yeah. What's you know? that? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, do you have any movies you're going to review? Uh, it's the 21st. Nothing I've seen so yet. Nothing you've seen. All right. Yeah. Then. Uh, games and Blu-rays. What I will pull it up. Ah, Who's come first? on. I'm ready. ready. Uh, Tony's ready. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, let's see. We got uh, Madden NFL 18 Goat Edition. Oh, oh. And you know what? Wait a minute. Goats? I don't know. It's Greatest of all time. Oh, oh okay. Right. I, I get really upset at games like Madden, and then I, I found out that Madden, the first Madden game, actually kind of almost saved the home video game industry. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. the sales were flagging, and people were like, oh, Madden, i got to go play Madden. Right. Yeah. That's the thing is you have these perennial titles every year that come out that might not be... Super great for the games you like right. or someone else likes, but they make so much money that they allow the other games you do like to be made. Right. Yep. Uh, let's see. Minecraft Story Mode, the complete adventure on uh, Switch. So you can get all five episodes of the first season of that. Uh, the Escapist 2, an indie game on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Thimbleweed Park on PS4. That sounds whimsical. It does indeed. <laughs> uh, Chroma Gun. Which uh, is another indie style game on the Xbox One. Um, not indie style, but indie game. Let's see. Uh, Formula One 2017, if you like uh, car racing. And that's on Xbox One, PS4, and PC. Uh, as well as the regular Madden comes out this week, too, uh, on the 25th. Oh, well, I'd rather play the Goat Edition. Yeah, you want the Goat you know, Edition for sure. I'm not playing sure. any Madden until it's in space. You give me Space <laughs> Madden, I'm space. there. Do you guys know what Madden is about? It's a fo- it's football. It's football. It's okay. Well, yeah. it's this guy. That's why I is, said it would be interesting if it was goats. Yeah. I so. didn't know it was that. <laughs> yeah, he was he was just regularly mad, and then he got really angry and became mad in. Mad and in. then they gave him these powers to control other people. But they went, had to be over like 200, 250 pounds and then and he six, went, three. Then he went to space. Then he went to space. And he ate a turducken. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, One Piece Ultimate World Red Deluxe Edition. Okay. For PS4 and, and Windows PC. That's uh, that's based off that One Piece anime the, the, show. The, the, the pirate. Yeah, the pirate, pirate one. The kid with the bendy noodle arms. And another uh, anime property, Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Story, <laughs> Ultimate Ninja Storm Legacy. It's Grandpa Naruto. <laughs> He's been alive for a long time. But the big one, I think, this week is finally uh, Uncharted The Lost Legacy comes out this week which was it started off basically as an expansion as to the uncharted 4 game mm-hmm. but they worked on it so much and blew it up so big that it's basically a standalone title now but it only sells for 40 bucks is it uncharted that they're making a movie yeah, th- yeah. that's the one that has tom holland, yeah, tom tom holland doing yeah. a, a young uh, nathan drake <laughs> yeah. uncharted lost legacy uh takes place uh aside a parallel to the regular uncharted games and you play as uh a couple of the Secondary characters on their own adventure. All right. So it looks pretty cool. 
Uh, Blu-rays. Some good stuff actually coming out this week. Uh, well, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. That's actually Blue. not this week. On Blu-ray, yes. Uh, I, not my site, says it. I think it might be next week. What, well, what, what is what next <laughs> week? God damn it. <laughs> I have to wait another week. Another week. Uh, but you can watch Ash vs. Uh, Evil Dead Yay. Season 2 on Blu-ray. I gotta finish that. Fucks with it. Uh, you can it's watch dope, Walking Dead it. Season 7. And I like the cover. It's just Negan with his bat. Mm. So <laughs> uh, Over it. Supergirl Season 2. That was cute. That? I that love that show. That that show. I like that show too. That Supergirl has that <laughs> that blind optimism I need in a superhero show. Yeah, yeah. It's great. And and it's, she, she's great at it. She wears her heart on that sparkly blue sleeve. Yeah. Like uh, well, well, between her and Flash. I mean Grant Gustin also. You watch them and they're just so sincere. I just, she's way more Superman-y than Superman yeah. is in the movies. Yeah. For sure. I, I want. Flash and Supergirl to have their own show. Their musical episode was, I, yeah. and I don't like musicals, and I loved that episode. It was just, I, I want them to hang out together all the time. Yeah. Well, guess what? Because also coming out is Super Flash season. One. No, it's not. I Whoa! Uh, a movie called The Slayer. Do you guys know that on Blu-ray? Well, once every generation, the Slayer a, is born. It's a, I don't know. I just we were talking about horror films, and it's a girl getting grabbed by a ghoul. Wait, wait, wait. What's Super? Wait. Super Flash? That was it's a not, joke. It's not the band. Oh, right? I thought, no, I no, thought it's it, not real. No, so I was thinking like Super Flash, like it's in Super Fly. Like it's just... a it's a black exploitation. Oh, a Flash, yeah, yeah. yeah that's uh, a... That'd be dope if Flash was like a black exploitation pimp. It's <laughs> 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 crushed red velvet bell just, bottom. Just slapping the shit out of people. Like yeah, I slap people <laughs> fast. Give me my money, 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 money. <laughs> my pimp hands. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> I just got slapped the shit out of me. And I'm broke. My wallet's empty. <laughs> Uh, a great criterion coming out, a great movie, Sid and Nancy. Oh, yeah. Sid. Yeah. Uh, where's that's, my. That's a. Where's the fucking drugs, seriously. Sid? Feel, where's the fucking drugs? That is the feel good family movie of the year. It, yep. it, you know what's even better? Yeah. 3D. Oh, yeah. When it's in 3D, it's even better. Well, it's yeah. 3D. Here's your needle, no. Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Brooklyn a, Nine-Nine season four is coming uh, out. I actually like Brooklyn. I you like know, that show. Sid and Nancy is uh, memorable from our, our dear friend Jeff Weiss and his impersonation of Courtney Love <laughs> in Sid and Nancy. <laughs> it's pretty awesome because she's she's terrible in that. In Sid and Nancy? Courtney Love's in Sid and Nancy. Was she? Yeah. I don't remember that. She's horrible. She's just she's fantastic in The People versus Larry Flynn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially her death scene. <laughs> I, I like that movie. Dead I love that movie. Dude, The People versus Larry Flint is a great, great movie. Um, Woody Harrelson's underrated, I think. No, he's just high all the time. I think he's going to get an Academy <laughs> Award for Han Solo. He said, no, he was on Colbert. And he said he doesn't smoke dope anymore. No, he said he doesn't smoke it. He eats it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he eats it. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, oh, no, no, that's no. My, best, my best three minutes under an awning at a Red Lion Hotel ever with Woody Harrelson. <laughs> really? <laughs> yep. Yep. It was just pouring down rain. It wasn't even a red line. It was a hotel downtown in Portland. And we ran under their awning at a hotel to get out from under the rain. And my brother and I are talking and we're bullshitting. And we're looking around. And Woody Harrelson walks up and goes, hey, one of you guys got a smoke? I'm like, <laughs> okay, do, do I have a cigarette? I don't have a cigarette. I quit smoking. But I, if I had a cigarette, I would totally give Woody Harrelson a cigarette. Sure. But no, I didn't. Because so. I interviewed him for the, was it Now You See Me Too thing? Uh, go to YouTube and look up Now You See Me 2 interviews with Woody Harrelson and uh, Mark Ruffalo. Mm. They're both high as fuck. Oh, yeah. Good, <laughs> Good for them. Uh, yeah, all right. Then let's just uh, let's finish this. Mr. B, if you would, please. Well, I've set this ham. It's mm-hmm. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. But let's remake it. No! Oh. No! <laughs> Put it back in the oven! No! No!